Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Listen to this. This is the tape I found downstairs. It has been a number of years since I began excavating the ruins of Kandar with a group of my colleagues. Now my wife and I have retreated to a small cabin in the solitude of these mountains. I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian ruins, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled Naturan de Manto, roughly translated Book of the Dead. From the gnarled woods of Michigan to the sun-kissed skyline of L.A. We are Halloweenies! You said I hope you understand when you read this letter that you're better Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, and deadites. Or should I say, happy holidays? Probably the latter. Anyhow, Michael Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Rothman here. It's the first proper week of December, so we thought, why not give you all a holiday treat? So we looked into our Patreon archives over in the Rewind, www.patreon.com slash Halloweeniespod, FYI. And decided to dust off our commentary track for Silent Night, Deadly Night that we recorded last year. But here's the thing. If you like this and you're thinking, I can't imagine going through Garbage Day without the Halloweenies. Good news. We're recording a brand new commentary track for Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 that our patrons can unwrap next week. So if you want that, become a member over at www.patreon.com slash Halloweeniespod. Either way. We hope you sit back now, grab one of those big Christmas tins filled with popcorn. I like the Snoopy ones. I got them over at CVS right now. Maybe pour out some spiked eggnog and enjoy 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night with the gang. After all, you made it through Halloween. Surviving Christmas should be a cinch, huh? Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays, Halloweenies, and... Boy, do we have something special under the tree for you, uh, for all you naughty kids on this Patreon-exclusive entry into our series, The Isle, as we talk all over the nasty, mean-spirited, controversial, and in my opinion, very funny Christmas classic, 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes, you've survived You survived Halloween, but try and take on Christmas. Uh, of course, this is Mike Slayride Vanderbilt, and to the J, I'm joined by a couple Helpful elves as we uh, break down this film through commentary. Uh, who do we got there up on the north side of Chicago? Hey, this is Jingle Bells, Justin Gerber uh, chiming in. Really excited to revisit Silent Night, Deadly Night. As a matter of fact, I can hear some Silent Night, Deadly Night in the background. I think somebody might have even <laughs> is so excited to watch it. They might have pushed play. Um, or maybe that's just my computer freaking out. We'll find out shortly. Uh, Bill, I watched this movie for the first time after spending years and years tormented by the infamous VHS cover of Santa with an axe going down the chimney. I, I finally watched this a couple of years ago. 
along with the wonderful, wickedly beautiful uh, part two. The wickedly, wickedly beautiful. And what can I say? I'm uh, interested to revisit it with two other people this time. <laughs> that's that's my take. And uh, what was that other voice? Who 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 is that? Uh, heavenly, like a heavenly angel coming from the East Coast. I'm coming down to deliver the message of the birth of a killer Santa, not the Jesus Christ. This is Dan Sir Caffrey, because Dan Sir is a reindeer. Um, and I'm, I've never seen this movie, so I can't really come up with an appropriate This is pun. brand new. You've never brand watched new. it. This is your I, first time. I'm not joking. I know I'm going to sound like I'm being facetious here, but I'm really not. I have dreamt about seeing this movie for a really long time <laughs> because I too saw that VHS cover and I read yeah. this summary as a kid. And it really freaked me out. But then it was funny because I also saw the box around that same time for Christmas Evil, which I did watch a few years ago. And I no, not a few years ago, last year, I think. And I loved. But it was funny because I conf- I mean, they do have similar plot points, but I think I was confusing those two movies for a really long time growing up. And it's one- funny that one is considered to be legit good, I think. And the other one <laughs> is, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's 50 50 on who you talk to on which one's legit good and what's, uh, what's not. I mean, I think when you're talking Christmas horror, I think it's undoubtedly the best one. The best the is Black Christmas from 1974. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, Black is Christmas is like film. actually good. You know, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think Christmas Evil is actually I mean, Christmas Evil is weird, though. It's good, but it, it's, it's like it's good. But like it's a different kind of horror movie. It's, it's not like a David Lynch movie. Kind of. Almost. Yeah. I know that I, uh, very like much an Abel Ferrara movie is what I Abel Ferrara is a good way. Yeah. Very and good uh, way so you it. guys keep mentioning that iconic VHS artwork, uh, mm. which was photographed by Burt Klieger. Uh, he was uh, hired by TriStar to design the Silent Night, Deadly poster. Uh, he's quoted as saying, when you turn the image of Christmas upside down, you produce controversy. And uh, he had a funny, uh, he had some funny asides. He's like, the shoot was done during the summer. Santa was very hot in his red suit. The axe handle was too short. We had to get another axe to make the handle longer. Yeah, there's tape over the screw, which you can see in the photo. They had to paint the gloves red and he could barely fit in the chimney. And mm-hmm. they just kind of had to Worked a way around at a Klieger also had his hand in that tagline that we referenced uh, about Halloween and yeah, and the VHS box art was uh, mentioned Nightmare has, on the Street and Friday the 13th as well. Has he done other because I, I do think oh, it, I mean, it's the case I'm, of like the box being better than the movie, right? Which we all experience as kids. But has he done other because I think I do think that image is so striking and so iconic. And I once again, I've not seen this movie. I've seen the garbage day shit or whatever from the sequels, <laughs> but I, you know, to me, that box shows me that this movie is genuinely chilling and I'm sure that's not the case, but I mean, oh, so I'm glad yeah. you, well, I'm glad you asked because Klieger also designed the poster for Woody Allen's Manhattan. Another iconic oh, wow. shadows and, fog and mighty Aphrodite. I mean, these are like Manhattan, especially, I mean, that's an, like, we were, I was actually right at that spot the other day um where the bridge is and i mean that's iconic like that's i mean this one is yeah. too but like that's well, a french connection iconic. i mean you could even argue that's the most iconic of them all and um so my first time seeing this i'm much like you guys i was kind of transfixed by the box art uh the big the exercise uh, uh at my video store village, village video had the uh, extra large big box so it was very striking from usa home video usa home video of course who we talked about on our street trash 
episode because they were a division of Family Home Entertainment who uh, distributed Transformers the movie the same year they distributed Silent Night, Deadly Night. And a lot of uh, Rankin Bass Christmas movies too. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Supergirl, a lot of TriStar releases uh, from that. It was the the first year for TriStar, but for years I never watched it. And I think it was like, like you said, Dan, like the chilling description on the back and you could tell that this was mean spirited. And I almost felt before I knew what transgressive meant, it felt mm. like it was going to be too transgressive for me as a young kid. Like it would ruin even as a 13 year old who, uh, you know, I, I don't know. When did everybody stop believing in Santa Claus? I, I was kind of late when I think about it. I was, I feel like I so was, was I, I think eight or nine or something. I was like nine. That, yeah. 10. I remember. I think we're all sort of, sort of sensitive sorts. Soft boys, some might say. In <laughs> Soy boys, some of you would have it. Well, you don't want to. You you know, you know that Santa's not real, but you don't want to admit it because it's some piece of your childhood disappearing. I it's feel like Santa. I learned how I was conceived, and Santa wasn't real, like in the same day or something. I feel like that's my memory. What an awful <laughs> of the Jesus moment. I. Uh, it's funny because I knew how I was conceived. <laughs> there it is. I knew how I was conceived Ooh. when I was like five because my parents bought me the Where Did I Come From book and they're just like, here you go. And um, so I knew that. But then, yeah, I, similar thing. I When I was nine, I real that was like really the apex of people on the playground saying Santa's not really. And my parents told me, blah, blah, blah. And I remember feeling very scared that he wasn't real and sad. And then I, I kept trying to convince myself, well, even if he doesn't, if he's not real, real, you know, enough people believe in him and his spirit is real. Like I remember trying to like rationalize it in my head and then finally I just accepted it. But I, I still like Christmas a lot and you know, my parents still gave me good Christmases. So, but oh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know that it is a oh, thing yeah, when yeah, you yeah. find out Santa's not real. I hope That's no one's crazy that you guys, uh, uh, didn't learn about the stork until you were nine or ten. I've known. Oh about yeah, I was late. My, I was late. My whole my whole my whole life. I yeah. mean, that's. I mean, that must be how I was conceived because I, I can't imagine <laughs> any other way that my parents would have made that happen. Uh, so I didn't <laughs> listening now, and they don't know. They still don't know about Santa. Like that, where where the Halloweenies are ruining it for. Oh, them. we should because we do have a lot of listeners who have children. We should have advised them first of all. Why are you watching this film with children? <laughs> and then two, you should have known we would inevitably talk about. <laughs> conception before we start our silent night deadly night commentary so i uh, not to get too deep into me it, once. But like i sort of i feel like i have a vague memory of seeing the commercial when i was a kid even though they got pulled very fast uh thanks to a uh, mother from milwaukee i have her name somewhere in my notes that we'll talk about later she was the one who kind of kick-started the protests because they were playing at the commercials during the green day packer game but i didn't see it until the anchor bay release in my early 20s, got it for Christmas when I was still living at home, living in my parents' basement. And my sister came back home a little tuned up. She'd been out all night and came down to the basement. And uh, we got drunk and watched Silent Night, Deadly Night. And uh, it was a kind of a Christmas tradition for a while there. That feels like that's the best way to watch this, too. I, that's now, just, obviously, I mean, if you're sober, there's also just a fun way to watch it with your friends. But I think that uh, obviously... It doesn't hurt if you're a little inebriated for this one. <laughs> I, I certainly think it helps. So before we get into it, just uh, some things I wanted to bring up about uh, Silent Night, Dead Night. It was released by TriStar Pictures, who we mentioned. Who uh, Here's some fun bit of trivia. TriStar was owned by Coca-Cola at the time. And uh, the Santa Claus that we know was yes. all but designed by Coke. That's right. Hence now, the red uh, jacket, right? The red coat? Yeah. And the, I think, the, yeah, the red jacket for sure. Maybe the beard. I'm not sure about all that where all those old all those old the drawings of him holding a coke (laughs) exactly santa's love for coke came from (laughs) coca-cola 
I'm sure some people who worked on this movie have a love for Coke. Maybe not the same <laughs> Coke that we're talking about, but it was released on November 9th, 1984. And uh, it outgrossed another landmark horror classic that opened that day. Do you guys know which one that was? Would that be Gremlins? No, that no, it was came 84 because Gremlins was the same year, but it was the summer, which is oh, always yeah, weird to me. It's like Christmas. Well, it got re-released in, around Christmas, though. Oh, they did. Uh, give, yeah. me, give me a hint. Give me a hint. Um, uh, we did a season of our show. Oh, oh, uh, Nightmare uh, 2? Uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street came out. Oh, wow. The original is before 84. November yeah, I should know that. No, it's 84. 1984 and outgrossed it. Mm. Kicked its ass. But now that said, uh, Silent Night, Dead Night was playing on 398 screens in the Midwest and Northeast. Elm Street only on 235. Okay, I think eventually it was probably uh, outpaced. <laughs> yeah. One also, too, hair. I mean... Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night only cost seven hundred fifty thousand, made two point five million at the box office. Yeah, not a not a bad take. No, so three hundred percent of its uh, take, pretty much. Despite the movie being a moneymaker, TriStar pulled the ads. It was the ads that really got the movie in trouble. Uh, and they have con- the filmmakers considered maybe if it had released been released around Halloween, there wouldn't have been as much trouble. Uh, but if you really look at this uh, producer, who I really like, uh, I have to, uh, his name is in my. Notes. Dino dealer. <laughs> no, I wish Dino I, dealer is Ira Richard Barmack. Yes, Ira Richard Barmack. I think he knew exactly what he's doing because if you read any interviews with him, he seems like a snake oil salesman in the best mm. possible way. I really like the style. But uh, the ads were pulled ten days into the film's release. Uh, eventually, the film was pulled from theaters due to the controversy. And now, <laughs> I, I admit that I think sometimes, particularly parents groups, are a little moralistic and a little sensitive about this. But I do think maybe showing these commercials during the likes of, like I said, the Green Bay Packers game, Three's Company, and Little House on the Prairie might. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. You know, I get it. I get. It. I can understand that. And then uh, the film was. They wanted a major re-release in May of 85 and 86 by Aquarius Films, but uh, it only hit like a couple theaters in like some smaller markets. Oh, bless its heart, as I always say. Bless its heart, indeed. So we got their milk. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, would you guys say that the three is the garbage? No, two is the garbage day, right? Yes, it is. I mean, that's more famous. I do feel like that's more well-known than this movie is or meme, at least that bit in yeah. pop culture I, and yes i would i would say it's the most cool in, in internet culture maybe but i think yeah. in the real world i'm always surprised at how many people not only adore this movie but also 1974's black christmas which if you're talking about the big christmas horror movies is my personal favorite oh black christmas is a 10 out of 10 uh, for me uh, amazing yeah i love yeah. it um i something else about this movie uh, that we people haven't quite learned that when you protest a movie it only draws more attention to it I don't think people have figured that out yet. How many years has it been? How many years is it going to take? Oh, Gene Siskel said, shame on you in the uh, YouTube. There's a YouTube clip, actually. Yeah, just, I'm uh, running to the theater crazy. when I hear things like that. I'm running yeah. like that's just like, what is this about? How, why is it so provocative? Now I'm in, now I'm intrigued, you know? And I really do think I don't know if this movie necessarily del- delivers on provocative, but I do think it's a lot of fun. And I hope that everybody listening and I hope Dan, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. I think I will. I mean, I I like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for just kind of, once again, I know this is different from Black Christmas and Christmas Evil, but th- that, that like sort of perversion of Santa Claus, I'm into that. You know, I really like that. And those movies all ha- seem to have a really nasty streak. Like, oh, I like Krampus. Don't worry. And, this one's definitely nice and nasty. Don't yeah, worry like, about that. I, 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 you know, I like Krampus. I like, I, I mean, I love <laughs> Gremlins, obviously, but like there's a certain, there's just like a, like a grodiness um, to these films. Black Christmas, maybe not so much. 
Well, I but think also what makes still kind of, you know, yeah, what makes Black Christmas so good. I mean, one of the things I because I, I, I watched the Silent Night Day Night uh, remake today from 2012, and it's just like every Christmas horror movie since Silent Night Dead Night seems to just do the same things, which is to have somebody get choked by a string of lights. Like they utilize Christmas too much, whereas <laughs> Black Christmas works because Christmas is just kind of there in the background, and I think that's what makes it more interesting in the grand scheme of Christmas horror. Rather than just, oh, we're going to use all these weird Christmas things to kill people. Um, Which are used in every single movie at this yeah. point. Yeah. You know, I don't even think they do it in this one. This one's pretty straight up just axes fucking axes and, yeah. and knives and arrows. box cutters. Yeah. Bows and arrows, too. So um, the way Ambers. we do this, guys. Oh, we got to talk about the, the drinking game, too. Oh. What drinking? Uh, Oh yes, we have, oh yeah, we well, yeah. Needed. I've never seen it, so y'all, y'all uh, pour, go to town. pour up your eggnog. Uh, well, I think you have to uh, at least. I think you have to finish your drink anytime somebody says naughty. I was that was my suggestion. It's because there's a yeah, that's definitely something to consider. That's a big thing Let's in this that. movie. Uh, take a shot every time you see some boobs. That's a good one. That's that's healthy because you'll you'll space it out. It's actually quite spaced <laughs> out in this film. And then uh, we need to finish the drink. So we'll take a take a sip every time you see a favorite childhood toy. Yeah, because they, they are all. This isn't just like some generic toys in this movie. That's a good point. I think we're um, going to end up spending most of our episode talking about the toys in the background of the, of the toy story. You get some. I, think, I see some toys in your background, uh, uh, Vanderbilt. You just got some Star Wars, a guitar, Malort. Um, oh, so, those are Star Wars. The greatest toy of them all. Malort. Ideal ripoffs. Star Wars ripoff toys are my favorite thing to collect. <laughs> Star they're Wars actually rip- more expensive, I think. I think they're worth more than the actual Star Wars toys. Like like John Solo or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show I'll show you guys later. But yeah, John he's hanging out Solo. there with Ultraman and J A H N. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we are so funny. Oh, that's oh we are uh, we are God, oh, we're funny. just so funny. Thanks for I'm listening. I'm a regular <laughs> Adam Carolla. Oh, I know. Uh, some reviewers like. You know, these guys sound like Jessel Nick and Corolla, although not as funny. <laughs> so I knew when I saw it, I said, I knew on the Corolla because I've heard that shit before. Oh my and I was God. like, I don't know Jessel Nick as well. So I went and looked him up last night and I was like, oh, that's Rothman. Rothman's Jessel Nick. Yeah, but do you think yeah, I've been vo- told him a Are their voices the same? I feel like they have different vocal qualities, Rothman and Jessel Nick. I don't know, I, though. I, the close, he's the closest one. Like, yeah, having yeah. instantly heard. Did you and uh, Justin, you said you get Joe Rogan? I was joking. Oh, I was comparing I, them to Adam Carolla's Man, of the that's, world. That's wild. That's wild. Like Dan's Jordan Peterson. Rogan. And okay, well, <laughs> now that we've officially yeah. Uh, listen, this is on our this is on our Patreon. These are the real. These are the real fans. The heads to this. The these people are the who real like heads. They the know people who really on. like us. And these are the people who like the fact that we sound like Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get enough of our voices. Okay, so I think those are good because I was going to say, Mike, basically, when you think about this, every time somebody says naughty, uh, usually somebody's also dying. So I feel like that that works hand in hand, you know? Indeed. indeed. So I think those are all good. I think we've got everything lined up. Yeah, so I've got the movie. It's it's a black screen right now. I'm at zero 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 where I've rented it. So is there every, everybody else pretty much on yeah, there? Or should I? Yeah. Okay. And, and I if you're most home video releases omit the TriStar Pictures logo these days, <laughs> yeah. please put. And if you do have your VHS, make sure it's not going to skip. Um, yeah, go right right to where the title is, or right before the title zero zero zero. And also too, if you have it, if you're listening to us, and you're like, well, where am I going to watch this thing? I, you know, I don't want to. I got to save money for toys and presents this Christmas. Where am I going to watch this? It is available on Tubi. 
one of my love favorite to, streaming be. services. We love it Except over here. Be ready to pause it. Yeah, pause it when there's a commercial, obviously. But hey, hey you know what? Tubi's got to make that money somehow. No joke, we love Tubi. Um, and I, I love that it's on there. I wish I could watch it on Tubi right now. But As hey, a matter of fact, have... I'm happy you mentioned that because I believe um, all of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies are on Tubi right now. Oh, every single one of them? Yeah. Now, granted, if you're listening to this in 2025, I can't promise that this is the case. <laughs> yeah. But I can tell you, as, as of recording date on December 2021, I'm pretty sure they're all on Tubi. So there you go. All right. There you have it. I need. I, yeah, you've. You, wait, have you both seen all of them, or just the? First I, three? I I've only seen the first three. Um. Now I know that young Vanderbilt is a huge fan, and, and even screened uh, part five, the toy maker at uh, part five is. Uh, at the you have. You have Justin. I Dan, promise like, you, my friend. My friend, I promise you, I am planning on watching four and five this month. I promise. I can't wait for I, you to get to that one because I really is, think you're gonna. What's the James Bond thing that I promise you this? I will not make error. And I and rest assured, I will be making a tough time of it for Mr. Bond or something like that. <laughs> rest Rami assured, Malik. I'll be making a tough time of it for myself. Watch. You know, I will say, though, if they do remake it, which they inevitably will before we're dead, I would love to see Rami Malek in the role of of Billy or Ricky, for that matter. He, he's or both. Do, do like a do like <laughs> do a, a dual role. That's a big <laughs> thing a right now. Pencil thin mustache is that's a thing right now, like having the, someone horror play twins. Like, yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a little speaking of twins. It'd be like the Thanksgiving horror movie Blood Rage. Oh, just yeah. terrific set of twins, which we did not talk about on our. Which you did. God help us all. Everyone, you guys got it on that one. <laughs> that movie's not it's funny, great I, I though. Like yeah. It isn't that good. No, it's that's not that good. I'm not going to throw that shit on. Seen it, I think. So it's pretty fun. I, I like that movie. I should think. It's I mean, good. I, I, I like that it. That would have made my list. That would be my list. I like it. I don't think I'm going to put it on during Thanksgiving. And also, too, it's like Thanksgiving. It's like Florida Thanksgiving. It's such an afterthought. You know, it's like it's so not a thing. It's so gross. We forget it takes place at Thanksgiving. There's also like blood freak where the guy turns into the turkey head the, you seen that Vanderbilt that'll it's like I, a, no I've seen thanks killing more times than I admit to I like yeah, to admit to I brought because, up uh, thanks killing on I was like we you can have that playing as guests are arriving but it's not going to make like we the, screen it at uh scars and stripes every uh, year which will also be screening silent night dead night this year as we do because it's uh Ronnie the owner's favorite and I will admit thanks killing is much better than thanks killing too I don't know if you've ever seen Thanks Killing. I started Thanks Killing too. Yeah, I mean, Thanks Killing. I almost wanted to be. I liked how outrageous it is, but I wanted it to be a little bit better crafted. Which I know sounds silly Absolutely. for a movie like that, but you know well, what I mean. Like, like it could have been so cheap. It feels um, like a trauma movie, but it's not a trauma movie. Yeah, it's like not going quite. A, it it's not like reveling in itself in a way a trauma, trauma movie does. Yeah, um, yeah. The concept's good. I will say though, like watching it at home by yourself, much like we've discussed about Silent Night, Deadly Night, maybe not as much fun. But watching it at Cigars and Stripes with a full crowd of inebriated individuals. It's a lot more enjoyable, but the sequel is a big mess. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. I they, think they're they making a, they a Trey Parker. They're making a third Stone. one. Is that right? Are they making a third one? No, I take that back. Part three is part two. There is yeah, no that's part the, two. Oh, I mean, that's the joke. Which is honestly like the best joke in the movie. It's, 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 <laughs> and it's, it's a pretty good baseballs, I think. It's a good bit. Okay, well, let's do it. This has been fun, and uh, <laughs> we hope that you know <laughs> the shortest just, episode of Halloweenies yeah. ever. Under 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 four hours. Okay, are we ready to do this? Are we count right. down to hit play? All right, guys, ready. Ready. In three, two, one, hit play. So I love this opening title. I like when titles really have some thought. You know, I love when when title cards fly at you like the old Friday the Thirteenth films. Yes. I think I wonder if where this rates on the nightmare logo, for uh, scale. 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Wow, they really went for it there. It's cool, right? For 84? Yeah. Imaginative, it's sharp. It's a uh, TriStar really put out the money for the credit sequence, zero. So I'll say that. They did. Now here's here's a question for you. You took both, all that right? money they made from the natural. Oh, yeah, by the way, drink if you recognize somebody's name here. <laughs> Gilmer McCormick. Oh, yeah. I love these sound like these uh fake critic names that you guys make up sometimes. Gilmer um, actually was great in the uh, original Ghostbusters. Remember, he's 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 flying down the hall at Vinkman. He he slimes him. Get the fuck out of here! That was Munchra. Hey, oh, wait, that was Linnea, I'm sorry. That was Linnea quickly. All right, quick quick question: The big three screen queens: Linnea Quigley, Frank Stevens, Michelle Bauer. Who's your favorite? Uh, it's gotta be Linnea Quigley, only because you know yeah, why, Vanderbilt. Because I remember watching Linnea Quigley in the Vice Academy movies. Ah, yes, co-starring. Some of his name is who whose name escapes me, co-starring the same actor who is in that infamous garbage day scene in Silent Night Deadly Night Two, and is also in Friday Thirteenth Part Seven: The New Blood. Ah, if you've seen those movies, you know who I'm talking about. Henning Scheller. This these are not real names, by the way. I feel like they all like <laughs> they, they all went with all... the aliases. No, because uh, Scott Schneid, who we just uh, saw, he uh, was involved in Phantom of the Wall or Phantom of the Wall, Phantom of the Mall, which mm. everybody's talking about now because one of the boutique DVD uh, Blu-ray companies released him. Friday the Thirteenth, the series, and Rugrats. Naturally, and Charles Seiler, Seiler, the director, made his bones on the life and times of Grizzly Adams and was the CEO of Grizzly Adams Productions that marketed family-friendly and faith-based documentaries, which I'm sure is well, just Well, look, like... I mean, to be fair, there is a family in this scene. That um, that opening shot looks like a bizarro <laughs> version of Christmas Vacation, like the like the very beginning where they're driving. <laughs> yeah. the, like the there dad looked kind of like Chevy Chase a little bit, yeah. There was an ad in, or a review in Variety, one of the few positive ads at the time that did compliment the film and its cinematography. And I will say, for a low-budget picture, this one looks very good. You know, you know, I will give this as a compliment. It, it does look, and I mean this, I'm not being facetious, like it does give off a really chilly atmosphere. It looks like it's going to be, it's cold out that, outside of that car right now. Even though there's I was a shot in Utah. Which I was going to ask know, you, hey, it's we not love Utah. LA. We love Utah for Halloween 4 and 5, right? But I was going to ask six. you guys, something I love about Black Christmas and even Christmas Evil is that it really feels like Christmas. Do you get that from this? Not, oh, not winter, oh, 100%. Like no, this is stuff. definitely Christmas. This movie is Christmas through and through. This isn't just some confusion. This isn't like they made the movie and they said, uh, let's call it Silent Night, Deadly Night. No, this is definitely a Christmas theme. Trust me. No, it's something. The, oh, what's the original that title was Sleigh Ride for the record, but S-L-A-Y. And, did, and wasn't that um, another Santa sleigh with Bill Goldberg? Later yeah, on, we're screening at the music box alongside yeah. Silent Night, Daylight Night. In in appear in 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 person will be Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, friend. nice! That's awesome. Friend of JBB. So, what's the movie? It's that Australian horror movie. It's pretty good. It's a Christmas movie about the kids who um, type their babysitter. Is it You Better Watch Out or All the Creatures? Oh, oh yeah. How's that that's, called? That's a Shutter movie, I believe. So, you I Better Watch Out originally released as Safe Neighborhood. That's when what I saw it down at. Fantastic fest, and I will say, uh, top ten to top twenty. I really liked that I, one. I do too. That's, I, a, that's a real nasty movie. I like. I that. really it straddles the line though, where it's never too mean. Mm -hmm. You know, it's but funny it that that had an alternate title, and of course, you know what the alternate title for Christmas Evil was? It was you better watch out, right? Or better watch out. Yeah. Well, here's a question, or not question, just an observation, because I like that movie a lot too. But I will say, you can tell oh. the interiors were just filmed in like a stock studio oh, house sure. you know oh, what I'm saying? the yeah. exteriors like that's all fake snow like you can yeah tell. it's like 
when you watch Jingle All the Way, you're like, well, why does it look so pleasant and not miserable? Oh, it's just L.A. <laughs> yeah. and it's all fake snow. When, and, and so that's my thing, because I like, at least I really do like that movie, especially as far as Christmas horror movies go. But I, I don't know, man, if it's Christmas, I want it to look at the outside looks pretty good, I think. But the inside just looks like almost a porn set. And so I always appreciate hey, nothing like, wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Some Christmas snow. Anyone? OK, Dan, something important here is they've, they've come to visit the grandfather who who has not spoken <laughs> in years. So please okay. keep this in mind as we go on. Uh, okay. okay. This is the most like, you know, the movie you're getting into when you see this. Because, like, who wrote this? Who came up with this speech that Graham? Like, I mean, obviously, it was a screenwriter, but where is Oh, there are also people from? who are probably streaming right now because we, we've said better watch out twice. And of course, Sonic Daily Night 3 is called Sonic <laughs> Night Daily Night 3. Better watch, better watch out. out. But it's is also it... shot in LA. You could tell. Which I, I have a certain affinity for LA Christmas too. Because it's like the antithesis of a Midwest Christmas. Well, because you know that um, Die Hard oh. is a Christmas movie. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, I'm well know. aware. Oh. <laughs> Home Alone's Christmas movie too. Uh oh. So is uh, I Come in Peace. Wait a minute. I'm saying, and, and you go in pieces. This little... Ugh, that's pretty creepy. This is a good. This is a weird scene here. I like the scene though. This is what I'm talking. This is the stuff I like here. This yeah. is so odd. It's subversive. Except, you know what? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good, man. I don't know. <laughs> this is creepy so far. Uh, here's the, the problem with the movie. Who movies, comes up with that line? Christmas Eve. Who has ever said Christmas Eve is the scariest <laughs> damn night of the year? And any bartender knows it's actually probably New Year's Eve. New Year's <laughs> Eve is the scariest damn night of the yeah, year. Yeah, I was told Christmas that the Cuddy Black Cell comes on All Hallows Eve, not <laughs> on Christmas Black Eve. Cuddy Black <laughs> Know what I love? Oh, tales from the dark side heads out there. And, and feels... It feels authentic to me, but also gets me in the spirit. I love like the cheap paper Christmas decorations that you would see in an elementary school or in this case, a nursing home. Like that yeah. feels just very real. That places me in a, in like a time and location that just feels real. I, th I think that's maybe what some of these interiors and other films are missing. Like this, this feels Christmassy to me, not because it's very pretty inside, but because it has these kind of dollar store decorations. I don't know. I, I always associate that with Christmas. And I think you know, something else of... has to be said, because I, I think we're all three of us are older. We remember the before times. Uh, in terms of VHS quality, like, look how good this, you can see like the tears in his eyes. That's how good the, these yeah. remasters are for these cheap movies. It's unbelievable. The attention to detail they've uh, like, it's just great. It looks <laughs> I'm loving, great. I'm loving well, all the warmth. Delivery, There's man. so much warmth of the, the aesthetic of the era too. Like all yes. the Browns and everything. Like I was watching the, as I said, I watched a remake today to prepare for this. And it, I mean, it's two and a half stars. It was fine, but Probably all it digital just, too, though, right? It, it looks, looks too, too digital, digital. looks too yeah. crisp, too clean. Uh, there's something I, I just love. I love stuff from the early eighties. Yeah, and before. I was stunned. I was stunned. But the late eighties kind of suck. Yeah, and then the early nineties are good, and then everything sucks after that. I do love. I love how long the grandpa went on for. Now he just goes back. <laughs> and they left him there. Great. With them, I love it. Well, uh, I think he's playing a little trick. <laughs> yeah. So he, I, I was he, stunned to discover though that the actor who plays the grandfather is still alive. Hey, good for him. <laughs> Just, I'm kidding. He's not alive. He's gone. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's, not, he's, not, he's long gone. He, <laughs> he could be. I don't know. He, he's, he was, oh, he's 32 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like the old man makeup in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's actually 26. <laughs> that, that little kid is pretty good, too. I will say the children in this movie are, are quite Did good. Did you all you have that haircut? The terror. Did the, you all have that haircut? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%, 100% yep. Yes. The bowl cut. A little bowl cut. We'll have to Absolutely. all post. I, I've got one of. I think you probably. I've posted it before of me in the sailor suit. With that stupid fucking haircut? <laughs> no, no, I, don't, I, I, I think I, we've seen one recently with you in the sailor outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, going for the last detail uh, look. <laughs> yeah. I, they call me resident Randy Quaid. 
Mom, what do you want to be for? Or Mike, what do you want to be for Halloween? Al Ashby. Yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, dude, I had that. I think I well, I went I went back and forth between that, like the mushroom cut and a shaved head pretty much throughout my childhood. But mm. I probably had some variation of that from like, <laughs> oh, man, like four through 11. Oh, man. I would yeah, say yeah. from yeah. like <laughs> for, enough for real, like, four yeah. through 11 when you learned about uh, conception. Yeah. One, all yeah, of junior yeah. high or all, all of middle school. I had the cut. What's that cut called? Like it's like a buzz cut in the second half and like the top. You like let it go over it. Everybody like had the that Caesar. Cut. No, but it was like buzz halfway down, and then up top you let the up top grow out, so it kind of like went over the buzz. Oh, Everybody I mean, that's, had that. That's haircut. kind of back now. Oh, that like haircut. that was like the the uh, what's it called? The uh, it's kind of a I think it's considered an undercut now, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. That's what they call me, undercut Gerber. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't think that's really Santa. No, I hope not. This is actually how I learned that Santa wasn't real. This movie. I mean, imagine if that this, was how you discovered it. This gas station feels very real to me, or donut store, oh. or whatever it is. Gas station. Oh right? yeah. God. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they just shot it in uh, Utah. Yeah, just a gas station. Or it's it's Utah or Colorado. It's it's one of the two. I'm, I I conflate. The I think good. the nursing play. home oh. said Utah. I'm not saying that means it definitely was shot in Utah, but. <laughs> He's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> just kills him, man. <laughs> Nice car, Santa. It's red. Hey, Coke is it? Drink. <laughs> There's a Coke was so happy to be you. sponsoring this film. I was like, well, we're ready to do this for Gremlins. I'll do <laughs> Silent Night Deadly Night. Try is there any Coke in the money? You get Greta Gremlins, you get like a Burger King in there. Uh, Doesn't Gremlins feel like a Pepsi movie? And I mean that with all affection. Oh, I don't know. I, I I think it's more of a Coke movie. Are you more, more of a Coke, of a Coke guy? Coke I'm more of a Coke guy, but I'm, I'm more of a Coke, Coke guy, hundred percent. But I just feel yeah. like Gremlins feels like they would have like stripe slurping down a Pepsi bottle or something. Like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, no, 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 right, no, right, no, right. Coke. You have to have Coke, but then Wild Cherry Pepsi is the best, and it's, then Dr Pepper is the other best. I do like Dr Pepper. No, I I know what you mean. Like the like the the like. Pepsi's a more gluttonous, like teenage <laughs> yeah, thing, you know. Speaking of Dr Pepper, of course. American World for London, the great Pep, Mr. Pepper himself, Dr. Pepper himself, David Naughton. And it was, uh, I, weren't they a sponsor on Halloween? Or everybody was drinking Dr. Pepper cans on the set. Yes, definitely. There's a great picture of Nick Castle as the shape feeding his mask. Oh, I always thought that was a beer. Is that not a, that's oh, a Dr. Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. Uh, that's fine. So, Dan, this is a good scene. Everything's going to turn out perfectly fine for these people. Uh, so, this is, yeah, this is not going to go well. I mean, uh, this... I think this plot is going to be fairly similar to Christmas Eve, like because Christmas Eve, he like sees his mom having sex with Santa, right? Oh, I well, like that's hot. That's what well, that's not like you top know top ten yeah. hot sex scenes in, yeah. uh, in film history. It's like that blue is the warmest color, and <laughs> and that movie Love that uh, Gaspar. No, oh did. yeah, Gaspar. No. So uh, I know this. This this is a good time to tell this story. Uh, one of my favorite stories about working at the Rock Island Public House was we have craft fair every year. We had ours, you know, yesterday this year and. We um, so it, it's middle afternoon. So there's parent, there's a bunch of vendors set up with crafts, and people are shopping, supporting small business, supporting small artists, and so the people do have their kids in there in the bar in the middle of the afternoon. You know, it's very European, uh, and uh, I come in for my shift, and my boss looks at me. I'm, I'm imagining you walking in and saying, "Oh, this is very European." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it went in my ascot. And <laughs> well, 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 what do we have here? Well, my boss says to me, All right, Mike, you're up on the movies. 
put on any Christmas movie you want, except the one where Santa assaults that woman. <laughs> like, and this is well, the one to be fair, this scene is this, this this scene is shown in flashback form in the next two. So really, you're down to like, well, I guess I put on part Take a four. shot. Take a shot. That's right. Oh, oh dear. Jeez, this Look, is like saying, very this nasty. The, this feels like one of those movies that could have happened. Oh. What's that? This feels like one of those movies. You know, every time you see these movies with the kids, the director's like, oh, we shot these scenes separately. The kid had no idea what's going on. You know, this kid was on set. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like they had time. Was. Like they had this, a time to go back there. Like this wasn't a Danny in the Shining. Like Danny didn't know he was in a horror movie. Yeah. Or Miko Hughes in New Nightmare. It's like, no, here's like, <laughs> yeah. we didn't need him for the POV <laughs> shot, but we're like, just lay next to the camera. I I still don't know if I buy that neither of those kids knew they were in a horror movie. Like at some point, they right? Like they, and they both have. Well, I knew what a horror movie was back then, and I would have been able to. Yeah, tell. and like the way I especially think so, if the, you look at The Shining, those 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 um, you know, breaking the fourth wall of of, of Dan like with his mouth agape. Yeah, I feel like you could have just shot that and Kubrick going, okay, now now you know, I want you to just open your mouth real wide, and you know, I think you could pull that off. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, Miko Hughes would almost be harder because he's like running across. That's well, they probably had a stunt man for the stunt boy for that. Hey, Saint Mary's home. I gotta say, I'm Mary. I'm kind of you impressed. Know, wasn't uh, wasn't Bing Crosby in uh, the Bells of Saint Mary? Oh God, help us all! He sure was Vanderbilt. <laughs> Speaking of kids, who would be better off if they were orphaned. Oh, I'll tell you what. I always say when it comes to the song "White like Christmas," I prefer the Drifters version because it's just got a little bit more pep to it, and I'm pretty sure none of them beat their kids. But but I the one I always heard was the one where they, they the one where they teamed up. Because that oh. the one because Bing Crosby the, the version I know is Bing Crosby doing the lead, but they're in the background. So they, if they didn't beat their kids, they consorted with people who did. <laughs> consorted. consorted what, yeah. By the way, this is some of the worst. Boo, 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 boo. Go grab this me a pack of, of oranges. <laughs> kid, age. This is supposed to be the same kid who we just saw in the other scene. This is supposed to be Billy. This kid looks like a totally different human. Like they could. This just, kid looks like somebody this, looks this, somewhat similar. This kid looks like trouble. It's that mullet. It looks nothing like, like that kid. We were just talking about our bad haircuts, but I mean, who let who had Mar- St. Mary's uh, home for boys let this happen? I mean, oh when I God, lived in uh, I lived in South Carolina for a couple of years when I was a kid, and this kid looks like every bad kid in my class. Like yes. the flannel, the mullet. <laughs> He's the kid who, like, you know, the parents didn't come home to work till like eight. And his you know, name was left, left to his own devices from three o'clock. This on. is the kid whose parents would be like, oh, he's just a kid. And his we're, name we're, is we're either confronted about being a bully or something. His name is either Trey or Rusty. That's how it always was. South Carolina. <laughs> kids. No offense, yeah. Sam. Dale. Names. No, Dale. Listen, I can make fun of it. the following states because I lived there for years. I can make exactly, fun of Arizona, yeah. Florida, <laughs> Illinois and North Carolina. So, yeah, I can do I can do South Carolina, Florida and New Jersey. Uh, Maybe Illinois, fair if you've got, if you've, South Carolina is kind of like part of North Carolina, vice versa. So we can also make fun. Of yeah, when well, they they no they like no joke at one of the towns I lived in South Carolina, like beat kids at school. Like that's not I'm not making that up. So uh, that's hey, that shows every adult on the yeah. South Side, like people like boomer age, I guess, you know, yeah. 20, 30 has stories about getting whacked with the ruler. Oh, yeah, man. Catholic school <laughs> with and, and I just don't make it. But I wouldn't clear. mind getting whacked by it with a ruler by this young nun. Here I was going to say, it's arguably the <laughs> Stone Cold Fox, right? No, nah, no, nah, we know. The, come on. Is it? Who, who okay. are we kidding? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, we know. The, she'll be coming up. She'll be coming she'll, up. Is she the program. love interest, I'm guessing, soon? Well, she's definitely making love. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> it's gotcha. like that movie Vendetta, right? Oh, my God. I, I wish. 
I do want to. I just do want to say, if any of our listeners are named Trey or Rusty, it's not <laughs> oh, enough for you. No, I don't want to. They're no, perfectly no, no. good names. I'm. I'm just saying. When I was eight, I met several bullies named Southern well, bullies. I, all of our <laughs> listeners are a bunch of derelicts, so I, they probably take that with as a sense of pride. <laughs> they're yeah, like, was hey, that train? Hey, like, hey, listen, yeah. I'm listening to those freaks on the Halloween podcast making fun of your name, Trey. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> This kid looks nothing like the other. <laughs> it's like they had, they had, they had an open call audition. They were like, okay, we got two kids showed up. They're about a year apart. Okay, let's get both of them in the movie. I, dude, I like how hard this movie's going still. Like, I mean, it, it's, it just comes out of the, the barn. Um, well, and I'm guessing we never, do we come, ever come back to that Santa in the beginning? And he just got, oh, gets away? oh, several times throughout the series. Well, I mean, in, in the present tense. Oh, yes. So, um, don't, oh, like, don't worry. That's eight, Dan. Yeah. That's not the last you've seen of uh, uh, Father Christmas. <laughs> Old Saint. <laughs> but no, I, no, man, this I, I kind of like how the movie's just going for it. I thought it was going to be really boring or something. Maybe it does get really boring. Or maybe it doesn't get really boring. It, once no. this kid grows up, it gets a little boring. Trust hey, me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Christmas <laughs> Evil is kind of the weirdest, the weird arty, like of the big three. We're talking yeah, about yeah. the big three that you saw video boxes for growing up. That's kind of the weird New York art i don't want to call it an art film but it it, it feels it, a little like it. i mean the ending especially i mean it does i mean it's almost more about this guy like losing his mind that because the, the kills aren't what i remember from that movie yeah it's more left of center black christmas is you know the undisputed i think best movie like the classic there's there's a classicism about it i think and this sure. one is the movie that when you think about what you would expect a christmas themed horror movie to look like sound like smell like it's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm. <laughs> Smell like good take. I like the steak. Yeah, that's good. That's that a good way to put it. And I like I I remember when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this movie's really mean, and it is. But the more I watch it, the older I get. Like you can tell that the writers and the filmmakers and the producer said this in several interviews, and I don't think it was him Monday morning quarterbacking that there is a sense of humor about this. Like they know that none of this should be taken ser- taken seriously. Like, oh, of course, just the grandfather scene alone. Here we yeah. go. Oh, here we go. Look at them just laying there. Like, what is this? Are they have they have they finished? Okay, there, now we're moving around. <laughs> now wait, are He's these like high schoolers? Or who are are the are these the stat? Is this the nun and someone or who? Oh no, I think this is classic. They're supposed to be like fifteen, but they look like they're thirty three or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. but we. No, I guess I'm asking: Are they students? Like who? Like who are they? Are they? Are I think that they're also as part of the orphanage, right? Or something? Or, or they're like they work at the orphanage or something weird? Who knows? These, well, these are a bunch of weirdos at this orphanage. This seems hot. Up, oh, dun dun dun. The butts, grab the butt, Ugh. grab the boob. Oh Jeez. no, it's pretty effective, man. And that's how he learned about uh, conception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this part's hot. Oh god! Know. So this kid's just <laughs> getting put through the ringer. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's so shocked. He his his face totally changed. Look at him. It looks nothing <laughs> like the kids contorted, in the beginning. Yeah. This guy was crazy. Jeez. Mm. And we're yeah. having fun. Look how filthy that snow is. That's how you know it's real. Real ass snow. <laughs> that's, yeah. right. that's the that's the best looking snow this side of running scared. I still have not Shine, seen running sweet scared. Freedom. Shine on me. That's gotten recommended like I feel like once a week to me in the past two years. I need to check it out. Uh, I will say the that the, the Michael McDonald video from the eighties is terrific with Billy Crystal and <laughs> the late great <laughs> Jeffrey Hines, directed Gregory, by Peter right. Hyams. Correct, Venerable? Directed and shot. Love Himes. Oh. Hot Where does Peter Himes rank on your list of directors, Justin? I will get the answer for you momentarily. 
Man, she beat that kid like Bing Crosby. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. I love the lawsuit. Should, yeah. Um, Mr. We... Vanderbilt, on the Sunlight Daily Night commentary, did you or did you not besmirch the name of Bing Crosby? Excuse His... me, could you repeat the question, Your Honor? I was too busy. Sorry, I feel like I was one of Bing, Bing Crosby's kids, but my ears were ringing. <laughs> His kids. I couldn't hear. My ears were boxed. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. His His kids are in disagreement about this though. Right. I feel like they some are, of them say that yeah. they, he did do that. And then some are like, no, he never, he never touched me. It's Bing, a classic case you... of being, being beat, being didn't beat. You know what I mean? It's a classic case. Oh, Peter Hyams, number one forty-one on my all time list. I thought he would be higher to be honest. Well, he hasn't, he, I don't think he's made any like 10 out of 10, you know, that, so that's going to ding him it's, a little bit. Yeah. It's tough when it, it's just like solid, solid, solid kind of thing. I've got him just ahead of uh, Mr. Kevin Smith, Rennie Harlan, and Peter Siegel. Dan, your favorite. <laughs> and he's yeah. just behind Mr. F. Gary Gray, Mr. James Gunn, and Mr. Joel Schumacher. I would probably That's put nice. him above F. Gary nice Gray. Run. Although F. Gary Gray's well, got like... He's got some good movies, F. Gary. These, these, are, these, these are compliments that they made my list, though. You know, I've seen, we've seen a lot of movies here. You're like, even, that they're even on my list at all. <laughs> so, so it's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> yeah. If you had that jack-in-the-box growing up, uh, take a drink. Drink twice for me, because that'd be creepy as hell. I had that jack-in-the-box growing up. Did you really? That one? I, that, one I, the, the, that one, yeah. Mm, I had one that it was eyes bled. What? <laughs> Is this a bit? Yes. I, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> we love you. You're our son. Here's a jack-in-the-box whose eyes bled. Me, like, horror. <laughs> Oh, here we go again. Oh, no. Show it again. Let's. I'll tell you what. You see this, his family getting killed more than you see Bruce Wayne's parents being killed. In the yeah. I, in all of the Batman movies. Yeah, combined. When they do the flashbacks that we just saw five minutes ago, I think Mac brought that up for Howling Kills also, which, hey, I'm, and once again, I like Howling Kills. I'm, I'm a defender of it, but it did get a little, like, we didn't need constant reminders of all that. Well, Dan, you're going to love Silent Deadly Night 2. <laughs> I think I've probably seen, I, he He's like narrating it from like a prison or something, right? Yeah. The first thirty minutes, yeah, is just scenes from the first movie. Yeah, See, it's wild. We're talking about like different eras of horror. Like I like this era for its aesthetics, but by the time Silent Night Deadly Night Two comes around, I think you get into that ugly '80s that we talked about on the New Blood podcast. Yes, but then in the early '90s, things get a little bit better. I think uh, mm -hmm. a little bit more imaginative, and I think we owe a lot of that to Charles Band with the Full Moon Run. Yes, I, I feel would like agree. Uh, there just was a little bit more going on there. And then, like I said, everything after 97 sucks. Now, well, here's a question. I'm sure they answer it, but Every, literally everything, the baby, everything. The, his baby brother, I'm guessing it's a brother. Cause I know the brothers, the second one that he was in the car in the back seat still. Right. Yes. So yes. Do we know what happened to him yet? Am I supposed to know what happened to him? I don't think they've shown him yet, but he's, he's, he's alive. Yeah. He's alive. Okay. He's here. That's he's living in the orphanage. Yeah. Oh, there he, he is. is. Okay. They just had like another kid with like jet black hair, you know. <laughs> yeah, this kid looks like it's, like, it's a year man. later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, hey, how long are they in this? In the how long are they in this orphanage for? <laughs> kind of, uh, I mean, I think he was sentenced to live here like for a, 10 years, <laughs> a third done with the movie already. And uh, there's no, yeah, he because I know he grows up to be Killer Santa, but well, who, who's to say that happens? <laughs> who's just saving an orphanage the whole time? Yeah, this is the first one, Dan. You're thinking about part four. But that's a conversation <laughs> for another day.
I feel like this actor on the right probably popped up in other things. The uh, older lady? Not the older lady. She's oh, she's a character actor. I think she's, she's probably like an no, wait, they, or something. They like said that. they're going to have their annual visit by Santa Claus. Is it going to be that guy again? Because that would be really freaky. That would be pretty freaky, but let's just say that the filmmakers right. weren't thinking that way. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Billy, 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 don't All right, guys. my number. Uh, least favorite Christmas song. Just one. If, I, if somebody's going to say "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul nope. McCartney, I like that song. I, 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 I don't think assume, I like that song. I don't, I don't, everybody assumes I hate that one, but I hate um, "Let Him In" more than that song. Are we? Oh, are we? Which isn't a Christmas like, song, but are you talking like annoying Paul McCartney songs? "Let Him In." I think that "Boy Is Mine" with Michael Jackson is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Now we're just talking about bad Paul McCartney. Yeah. Songs. <laughs> no, wait. Is are you talking Vanderbilt? Like, oh, just your f- least favorite? Like, just song that's written about christmas or more like no this person's version of this song mm. is, oh, um, or, or either one I, yeah i'll take i will i will accept like this person's version like All right, let me think that because re- there's only i don't know if you guys know this there's only seven christmas songs you're right and then and they've been everybody just covered them times. seven I, I mean i actually like christmas music quite a bit i mean so certain kind I. of christmas so music. like you know i don't want to listen to the adult contemporary or christian or pop country station but like I, I really love a lot of christmas music so i'm trying to think of one of a song in particular particular that kind of grates on me let me think mine oh, wait, is so, so i guess 10 years later now this sorry we'll get back to the the i got the yeah, 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 this think about it. what else this shows me crazy what else has this guy been in he's been in everything he had like I've seen him as something with like a dirty undershirt and like gross teeth. <laughs> what's it, what what's movie am I thinking of? It's a, his name is Britt Leach. Is it Britt Leach? And he's in the last starfighter. Nick Castle joint. He's weird science. He's uh, he was appeared on the Dukes of hazard. He was on three's company. Oh, he's one of the, Oh, he's Frank, the bartender on three's company. Oh, I know what it was. On that. He is in. A Tales from the Crypt episode. I believe it's the one with Demi Moore. Um, Simi Moore? Simi Moore. No. Simi Moore? I, I remember him now. Okay. He's either the one with Leah Thompson or Demi Moore, but now I can sleep tonight. Look, hey, look hey, who it is. It's, he's in uh, the great outdoors, too, as Reg. Good character actor. Boy, the music here. Boy, the hunk. Uh, yeah, right. Young yeah, he, turned out to he, be. he turned out okay. A good yeah, thing they picked him. an actor who didn't look anything like the second kid. Listen to the song back in the background, by the way. Who, who is this? My favorite Christmas song. Alabama? This is, <laughs> this is your favorite Christmas song. It'd be funny if he just wore that G.I. Joe outfit and started killing people. That'd be kind of freaky, actually. Not a bad idea. You're doing a good job. <laughs> I'm really trying to think of my... Li- I mean, I hate that song, The Christmas Shoes. I just think it's like a gross song. But th- but that's like such a typical... Like, who likes that song? I mean, a lot of people like that song. But you know I'll tell you about? right now, mine is uh, home. No Place Like Home for the Holidays. I hate how's that, that song. Oh, really? Oh, I like that song. No, no idea no why. No Place Like Home for the Holidays. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Just- yeah. I like that song. I mean, they're <laughs> the milk. a good version of it. Oh, so. by the way, look at all this. Oh, my God. Look at that Star Wars. Look at that job of the hut in the back. Oh, my God. The money. The money that all this stuff costs now. See the axe in the background? Keep an eye on that axe. Because I think we all have the same favorite Christmas song. Is my, it by uh, a band called The Pogues? No. I mean, I do Star- love that song. Charlie Love, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. That's oh, the best that's Christmas song amazing. of all time. Yeah, that's, that's a great song. Really and good every song. cover, even by the worst artist, is gonna be good. Yeah, that's Uh-oh. a great fucking song. 
I I mean, if we're just talking about like not not like an artist necessarily, just like a song. I'm yeah always a sucker for the Christmas song. I mean, isn't that Nat King Cole version? But like that's another one too. No matter who does it, I really like it. You know. Yeah, it's hard um, to mess that up. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I'm sure like Fred of, Durst of the version I probably don't like, but I mean, other than that, I think that it's hard to mess I, that song. I mean, there is like there's two there's two kind of genres of songs that are always a little silly to me, and it one is like the wanting to fuck Santa song, like Santa baby and stuff, you know, that it's just yeah, a little yeah. like, eh. we've all been there. And then on, on the flip side, on the flip side of that, it's like, the, like the bluesy Santa, like swinging Christmas thing, you know, like, the, like, like there's all these old Christmas songs from like the forties that are like, Oh, like, you know, Santa's coming out in the chimney and, and the kitties are all like swing it. You know, it, it's just, it, I don't know. Like Santa is like a rock and roller and, or women. Wanting there's to like, or there's like a threat it. to it. Like Santa's going to have sex with your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here Better he watch comes. Out. You know what? I'm not, Go to sleep. <laughs> on that note, I'm not a big song, big fan of, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Don't like any version of it. I don't like the John Mellencamp version. That I like the Mellencamp version. Really? My I, dad likes that a lot. I, I kind of like. think it's pretty hot. <laughs> I get I get turned on listening to that song. It gets me off. Yeah, I, I do think, think it's uh, worth noting that that Phil Spector's Christmas album, which I think we can all agree is uh, it's top amazing. five, if not the best. Yeah, that it's it's wild how much of an impact it had. That even mo- whenever anybody writes a modern Christmas song, it sounds like it, oh yeah, they're trying to re- they're copying Phil Spector. He, I mean the and, the Darling Love songs from that, right? Yes, it is. And yeah. it's worth noting. I I love I miss it. They don't do it anymore. The Killers used to put out a Christmas song a year. You're absolutely right. They, well, and they, they were did all it. great to pretty good. I think because last year they did that official like compilation release of it. So they're probably maybe that's like the final. Yeah, they it. said we're just not going to do it anymore. I, and I think they were having tensions within the band. anyway. Yeah. Well, they I, were at one point they were down to just him and the drummer, right? It was him and the drummer. And they then covered little. But now the boy. guitarist is back. Dave Keenan came back for that last album, and then the bass player kind of comes and goes. Yeah, I even I like, would imagine that Brandon Flowers might be a bit of a handful to work with for a long period. <laughs> I can see that <laughs> handful. Look at that Kroll board game in the background. We found yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at the job of the hut star. Oh man, that, I know. I'm telling oh, you, that's Mr. cool. That's the Riker pit. Oh, that's Mr. awesome, Mr. dude. Yeah. And they had the land speeder bike too. Those are like good ass Star Wars toys. Mm-hmm. And then there's something. Cut- oh, it's Smurfs. It looked like it said smut. That was look at all this Playmobil stuff. God, all the I um. I was going to say, pictures, folks. I even like, I like when Darlene Love did the other Christmas song from Home Alone 2. With oh, that band. one's great. That's a great fucking song. Well, it's kind of the know, same song, you, but it's great. Oh, it's totally, like, she, totally the same song, but you know who's the backup band on that? It's an E Street band. I think. Oh, I, did you, oh, did I miss you when you said I, that? Yeah. I think, didn't, I think Steve Van Zandt wrote that song. It could be wrong. I, I think I, he, he had a hand in it. Yeah, absolutely. Although the video is really silly of like. Macaulay Culkin in the, in the studio and he he's yes. like, all right, guys, let's take it again. They're like, Clarence oh, Clarence that's right. Him. I remember this now. They call him Matt. They're like, oh, hey, Mac. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that the one where Macaulay Culkin's got the glass on? He looks at little Stevie and goes, hey, great work in Sun City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really respect your political decision not to play there. Oh, my favorite part. These are my favorite scenes in movies where people kiss like this. <laughs> yeah, you just, don't? I'm, I'm joking. Like, like this, act, this is real life. Well, it's just like this. Uh, it's I'm just this, you don't. That's how I kiss. They're just like vaguely on top of each other too. You know, it's like there's so no, ASMR for everybody out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh dear. Oh wait, I have to admit. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. Wait, because I was like, wait, no, I thought that guy's the killer, and now I'm like, okay, he is. He's just being tormented by visions. Well, I think now. you're jumping the gun, Dan. I don't know why you think he's the killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm just Perfectly thinking seen. of. 
I'm thinking these bluesy Santa Claus songs and the uh, the opening of Jack Frost. <laughs> Look, he's having a flashback my... to Smothered Child. <laughs> 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 this, would you say this guy looks more like the first kid? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Even though he's got different hair color. <laughs> to be fair, you know, that's I was what, very see, That's the reason, was, that's the reason all the stickers were missing when you got the toys, because Ira was uh, stealing the parts out of there. I knew it. Look at Visa Don't, at the bottom there. There's some product placement for the Visa credit card. Is he stuffed in a G.I. Joe box? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. she's been in some stuff, too. Let's, think about, say, I mean, Let's I mean, talk about what she's been in. She's maybe been these in are just stuff. empty boxes, but if the if the filmmaker saved all those Star Wars, you know, mint and box uh, original action figures, they could have made even more money off the movie. I don't know if that, I mean, who knows? Are they just boxes or? I mean, look, it's oh, TriStar they're pictures. I, they're not I messing think, around. I think they're the real deal. It's an actual toy store. Yeah. Because they didn't have a budget to build, build yeah. this set. That's I mean, these good. were the toys that would be around then. Yeah, it's some kind of G.I. Joe. What's this character's name? Woman in store? <laughs> I will say to the uh, question before about it getting boring, this is a little bit of a lag compared to what we <laughs> yeah. did see, you know? <laughs> and that's saying, we've been talking too, so that's, that's really saying. Yeah, something. I want to get, let's let's get the sand outfit on and get to some killing. Oh, look, he, that little grease ball's drinking a Pepsi. He really thinks he's a tough guy. I'm still, I'm still laughing about <laughs> Gremlins is more of a Pepsi movie. It's like, it's really fucking funny to me. It's like, like, Ugh. like pigging out. I think of, yeah, it's like Pepsi. Like, because in Home Alone, does he drink Pepsi? It's like it's like the kids let the kids, the kids are drink the, Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. The, the the kids are the monsters left to their own devices. Consume exactly. Pepsi. No, what's funny is that I'm. I mean, I, I don't drink a ton of soda now anyway. But when I do, I like Coke. Like a can of Coke is good. But when oh, I was a kid, I definitely best. preferred Pepsi more. I think it's because it was a little bit sweeter. Folks, I've heard that. We've got another Halloween connection. That, that woman on the left, you recognize her now? Oh, is she the That's mom? That's the woman the at the beginning kid? of she, of Halloween for the Return of Michael Myers and the ambulance oh, who takes Michael to. You're right. You're right. Or I thought you were going to say yeah. she was the mom of the pirate kid who gets the razor blade. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought you were going. Oh, there. no, no, no. But how about that? There's a Halloweenies killer. Uh-huh, yeah. Halloween connection. Do we, and do there's going to be a couple more days of our lives? connections coming up, by the way. Do we have a Days of Our Lives connection? Or, or what is it Young and the Red? Wait, it was just soap operas in general. It was always, I feel like Days of Our Lives was yeah. the dominant presence of the Friday 13th cast. Yes, I agree. That kind of design in the window, the kind of marker streak, that that's such a like that's such a detail. I feel like they wouldn't think to put in a movie nowadays if they were just like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to create a toy store in this on the soundstage. They wouldn't think, oh, let's do some of that weird small town crappy magic marker art. It's always weird when they forget to remaster a shot. You can tell how like faded it is. <laughs> like one shot. You, you yeah. just appreciate how like good this looks. <laughs> You're like, wow, they really did a good job. Well, I think this one does. Uh, I don't know which version we are watching because there is a so many. There, well, there, uh, there's a director's cut, not a director's cut. But there's an extended cut that was, you know, and the uh, like theatrical cut that has some of the gore placed in, and you can definitely tell. That's the. Uh, that's kind of like my bloody Valentine. The quality changes. Reissued yes. that they have. You could tell it was like the the work print. Which I don't mind. I mean, I'm just happy to see that footage. Yeah. I mean, My Bloody Valentine's a whole different movie with that violence. It's a whole different movie with, that, with those effects. Ooh, mommy. mommy. So, Justin, what's your uh, least favorite? Uh, I am really, I'm like racking my brains here. No, I, I, what, okay, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Honestly, it's probably a Pogues. 
That's okay. great, um, man. Yeah. Good one. Good call. The, 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 the name of that song is um, Fairy Tale of New Fairy York. Tale of New York. Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah. Granted, there's a very controversial line, but I like to think yeah. of it that that a it's a character who's drunk saying the lines. So yeah, I don't. The, I that it. line doesn't. I don't. I understand why it does bother people. Like I don't fault anyone for being bothered by it. But yeah, I, I think it because it's so steeped in like a low life. Exactly. I mean, the guy's in the drunk tank. You know, I don't know. Yeah, him and his like drunk or upset or their bottom feeders. Wife. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like um, a lot great of song, very moving song. It, it, very, very emotional song for me. Um, there's a lot of great. Look, I, this is a great time of year. I, I, it's funny as much as we love obviously horror and, and and spooks and scares and Halloween. I would say that Christmas or the holiday season is my my second favorite time of year. Kind of like the Jack Skellingtons yeah. of the world. I, I yes. kind of view it all Halloween good, good through New Year's for me. I, I love it. I mean, it's yeah, I, I like all the holidays. Well, I'm a I big fan of Presidents Day. As somebody who worked retail for many years, I had to come to terms with like, and where you're kind of uh, what I want to say, uh, not inspired by, but infected more than the, by people around you. And it became, I think maybe more so for our generation than others, it became like a cool edgelord sort of thing to, oh, I hate Christmas. I yeah. hate holidays. Well, no, that still goes on to this very day. And too. I feel it's like I went on. through a period where maybe I said that, but I don't think I ever really meant it because it, working retail, you almost have to say to yourself, well, I could either be miserable. Or I can yeah. just have fun with it because who doesn't like getting drunk and looking at uh, twinkling lights, right? Well, exactly. that's it's funny, man, because I'm not and I'm not like religious in the slightest. But uh, there's a church in our neighborhood, and uh, Susan and I walked by it last night, and they have oh, all these. Uh, Christmas... Got to interrupt, but uh, this oh, is no, officially a Giallo film because there's a bottle of J and B. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like we walked by this church, and uh, they had gotten they had bought a bunch of Christmas trees that they dedicated, I guess, like dead people of the congregation or whatever and and they really decked out everything in lights and it was just this very moving kind of like oh yeah i love that like i love the sights of it and even honestly even watching this with you guys is getting me into the christmas spirit you know i'm just like oh this is like there's just i i think i like anything where the aesthetic of our world just transforms whether you like it or not like halloween does that right yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, a little bit, not so much Christmas. Definitely. Point. We put all the Halloween decorations up at Rock Island Public House, and you could tell people's mood change. Yeah, it's just like in. I don't know. There's something interesting about transforming your physical space and and seeing what kind of effect it has on you emotionally. And like you said, maybe some people hate that, but I, I always yeah, I've I've never gone through like I hate Christmas thing. There's been years where maybe it's like. Like even this year, it feels like it's sneaking up on me kind of fast. You know, there's been years where well, I'm do you like, remember when you were a kid, Christmas thought you never thought Christmas would get there. Oh, it felt and so then, long. And then now it's like, holy shit, it's the 26th. Yeah. Yeah. You feel it being like a month after Thanksgiving. And so there's there's been years where it like takes me a minute just because I'm like, oh man, I need to. And even this year, things are really busy right now. So I am kind of like in the mood to hibernate and just watch movies and stuff. But I mean, yeah, I've never like not like Christmas. It's uh it's so well, fun. I my mom loves to point out that I, not that I, I was spoiled rotten when I was a kid, but I would get physically ill before Christmas because <laughs> I was so excited wow. to get like new toys. <laughs> yeah. I'd be that. throwing up, I'd be throwing up the night before. And that lasted until yeah. I was about 18 or 19 years old. <laughs> My so God. That, that was was, but at that really point drunk. I was drinking. So yeah, I was going to say, it was the Jameson. <laughs> I think too, just, um, and you know, obviously last year this was, not the case, but I mean, I, I just think of like going to the movies during Christmas and just, uh, yeah, boy, I, and it's weird because la last year we really went all out and really made the inside of our house super Christmassy just because we couldn't go out a ton of places. Um, and, but looking back, I'm like, oh no, yeah, I miss just like, 
seen a ton of movies like and it being called outside yeah no, no, i think about the old davis well, i think as adults it changes right because as a kid all you're waiting for is christmas look yeah. at on look at look at the look at the lack of remaster on this shot by the Ooh, way it's for my yeah, version that's, noticeable. that's what i'm wow. saying the other shots so this so is good. the extent this, this must be the uh 85 minute cut though. ah that's what's going oh, on oh so this is a extended. scene they added that wasn't in the original cut yeah yeah, well, we hope everybody's it. watching the 85. I hope you're watching your old VHS. I'm on, um, I read what I want to say a... was as an adult, you get to look forward to more as an adult, I think, because you're looking forward to everything that's going on before Christmas or before the holidays. Holiday like, parties. Holiday man. parties that are going on throughout the whole month, you know? That's cool. I, that's I miss, uh, I'm happy that and those are coming back. On top of all that, as much as I love the holiday season, January 2nd or 3rd, when you go back to work and everything's kind of back to normal, there's something relieving about that mm-hmm. well it's like we made it through another year yeah you well, it's yeah. it's weirdly hard i don't know i i feel like i'm always most productive during that period like january through like until the summer starts i feel like that's when i get like most of my work done my writing done and i think it's because i i get easily distracted during the holidays this guy looks like uh young joe pesci a little bit hey yeah uh, trust me huh <laughs> east coast actors i bet you this guy's been on an episode of law and order oh let's check it out over under Two episodes, one point five episodes. <laughs> oh, oh! Look at this. Oh. Born in Belleville, Illinois, home of is it uh, home uh, of Jeff Tweedy's from there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uncle Jeff Tweedy and um J J Farrar. I was J Farrar from Belleville. I can't remember. I it's like so. right near St. Louis. They, yeah, they Back all live, they all live down there for sure. Yeah. Look at that. He did not do any. He did not do any. He. This was his last role. No, you talking yeah. about the great Randy Stumpf? I, as a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> oh, I take that back. He appears in Silent Night, Dead in Night Part Two. I don't know. Oh, of <laughs> course he does. Who doesn't? Silent Night, Dead in Night Part Two. But it's a uh, you know. I, so how many horror movies that, can you count that are like that? Because Boogeyman Two does the exact same thing. A lot. Oh, uh, Hills of Eyes Two. There you go. Yeah. So Here's wild a question movie. for you guys. But you know what? Did you get? Did you mention the fact that he was indeed in an episode of Days of Our Lives? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, he played Ron Garvey. Ooh, in Are You in the House Alone too? A classic made-for-TV oh. movie. I, I guess I'm gonna ask you guys because I feel like the movie is almost like, like a play at this point. Like we've been in this toy store <laughs> a really long time. <laughs> Does. Does he ever like climb down a chimney and like invade houses? That's kind of what. Oh, I'm don't don't worry, dear boy. Okay, all right. Well, that's just it. Like you'll be, when I you'll say be the, rewarded, this all it slows down here, but there's some really kind of cool like you know off color comedy stuff that I like. But when it starts rolling, when he you know when he transforms, when he transcends, when evil transcends, when <laughs> Christmas the more Christmas he kills transcends, the, spirit, the Christmas spirit transcends. Um, it, it it's pretty much nonstop. Oh, do a oh, shot. Oh dear. Oh. Sorry, we're all enjoying this. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, here we go again. Look at him. This is the boiling point for Billy. For young Billy. I like how Billy's like, I'm terrified of Santa, but I will play Santa. Well, he made you away from mirrors. What was he gonna do? Quit this job? Why would you quit that job? No, wait, is he just is he just seeing this as an assault, like a hallucination, or is it actually an assault? The the present day. Thing. Uh, oh, that's a good point. I can't remember, but I think we're going to find out in a second. No, he's yeah, that. Uh, uh, he's 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 up to no good. Yeah, I think that guy's <laughs> so, up to yeah. Guy. 
that little fella. I think it's. I don't think how... we ever saw this actor. There, there's another deleted scene right there, as you can tell. I think also it's, 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 it's of the breasts. How long? Like they're not just like showing quick flashes of it, right? They're showing yeah. like, the whole fucking sequence again. They're like we've got to make this 85 minutes. <laughs> Which I'm like, why not make it 70 minutes? You know? Yeah, I agree. Some extra violence there for you. And that's a wrap, Billy. Good Billy night, transcends. nurse. Billy transcends. I saw mommy kisses at the club. <laughs> Uh, now this Christmas Eagle, I feel like you would start hearing that song right here. Get him. Oh, I take that back. He does hang him by the lights in this. Yep. How dare you? Me. <laughs> this is the original. That's on the actor's IMDb page, by the way. Him yeah, that's the Christmas <laughs> lights. That's he's very. Like, God uh, damn it! I was in Mash. That's a very interesting way he's hanging him. <laughs> like the one hand. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like cool. Dan Evil's transcended. He transcends. Yeah. I, I, it'll be a quick uh, side error. Uh, so, do Rock Island Public House does have a couple Halloweenies fans that drop by, oh, and nice. whenever we do a shot, it's always to Evil Dies Tonight. It's oh, become a pretty, it. become a pretty it. good bit. You, you've yeah. got to put like the little fake the, coin, the box fake there. cancer charity thing that yeah. said, "What is it? What is she? Say? What is it's?" Oh so no! I'll, live, when it comes out love. on Blu-ray, I'll make it a point. It's, that, that no, it's happened. um, it's it's so weird. Love every, love each. The day. love lives today. Yeah. So yeah. so Tom, so but Tommy, evil dies tonight. Tommy on his way out puts a dollar and he goes, "Love lives today." And then Marion goes, "But evil dies tonight." Oh, that's so right. strange, oh, man. I can't wait to do. I can't wait to do. No, we, oh, no, we can't talk about that. Uh oh. Now this is because of, this is the nut. Oh dear, it's pretty sick. Now this is the. Uh, this is because of what the nuns did to him. See, it's not just the evil Santa. It's also it's a commentary on religion. It's, it's all sides of, of uh, consumerism, commercialism. Commercialism, of course. I saw G.I. Joe. Nunism. <laughs> Nunism. <laughs> it was the nuns. Drunkism. <laughs> you know, I don't know if this guy's acting at this point. It's pretty good. <laughs> There's All right, a, a, you're up. There's a naturalistic quality to, <laughs> to what's going on right here. O'Neill, the surfing brand. I'm just spotting there. Oh, there's, there's a good toy store. I like how they've got a <laughs> surfing brand here in like Utah or Colorado. Where have some hoodies, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. Nice boots, bro. Naughty. I think it's funny how much they're just showing Billy too. You know what I mean? There's no like, it's not like a Michael Myers thing. You need to well give every, all the footage of him in, in the Santa suit in this. So as uh, I had in my notes, uh, we talked about it that Bob, Oh no, what's his name? Damn it. I lost it. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Bert Klieger did that artwork. There's some alternate artwork that you can find online too, that they ended up not using. And uh, then when it was re-released in 85 and 86, they uh, eliminated that from the poster art so that and focused on the controversy about the poster art. Yeah, you got, I love that poster art, the original. Uh-oh. And uh, we need to uh, hear, let me find this. Let's give a shout out to Kathleen Eberhardt of Milwaukee. Uh, she successfully led a nation, nationwide protest of the Santa Claus is a Killer movie, Silent Night, Dead of the Night. <laughs> Nation what's up to do a shot to Kathleen? 
To Kathleen Everhart, everybody. I'm sure she's a great member of society. She's still with us. She seems so much younger in Halloween 4 than she does in this movie. And uh, here's a little Chicago history for you. Mm. You won't see commercials for Silent Night, Deadly Night on Channel 5. Station manager Monty Newman turned it down weeks before all the fuss over the Killer Santa movie began. Wait, Monty Newman? That name sounds familiar. You think you're thinking of Monty Hellman, director That's of Silent exactly Night, Deadly Night 3. That's exactly why. Better watch out. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. It's fresh in my mind. Which um, I will I will be unleashing my ranking for the Silent Night, Deadly Night films. Well, I'm looking uh, when, forward when to this it episode drops. Up. Ooh. I'll tell you what, we were really thrilled about Hammers to the Head in the 80s, weren't we? Yeah, it was a thing, man. Halloween 2 and then this. Friday 13th Part 2. Yeah. Do you guys prefer when it hits with the front end or the claw end? Oh, I was just thinking about that. That's well, because I think in... Nope, there's think. Axe no, I guess in Halloween 2, it's the claw, but you don't really see it go in or anything. I guess you thud into his head a little bit, don't you? <laughs> do you yeah, I guess you remember? do. But you don't see like blood. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> I love we're analyzing this. Well, Mr. Garrett. Well, you don't see the, the, the blood. The yeah. thud. <laughs> you guys remember the kids in the hall sketch about workers' compensation? And they have the one guy about to hit the guy on the head with a hammer. And mm -hmm. they say, not with the claw end, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. That's coming back. I'm excited about that. I, I recently rewatched most of the first season. And the kids in the hall really were my favorites. That had as much of an impact on me as anything as a as a young boy. Well, I often say I think one of the reasons like anybody who watched kids in the hall now like isn't homophobic is because it was like it just made it normal to when you're yeah. nine or I mean, 10 having years old. Scott Thompson out from the beginning, I mean, that was a huge deal. And I didn't know his character buddy was gay. I just thought he was cool. <laughs> one of the great thrills of my life was going to the Vic Theater, which is a smaller theater, considering the other bigger auditoriums Absolutely. in Chicago, and seeing Kids in the Hall live, and uh, Scott Thompson doing a monologue as Buddy, unbelievable. <laughs> you never think you'd see it, you know, 25 years ago. Anyway, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh... <laughs> but like I said, this looks nice, nice atmosphere here. But yeah, like that with the lights. lights, yeah. But not as think... good as Black Christmas. I think that's one of the things I love about Black Christmas. Black Christmas looks and feels like christmas yeah well you know i mean look we got bob clark and we got my young, the young man who directed this i mean no no shots like i said i mean i'm, I'm enjoying this to an extent but i want to see i want to see him get out of the toy store which i think it's going to happen in a minute um you know it's a good point dan oh he has even oh, been cool. like just like outside that. of oh he has even been just outside of it like the, no, it's insane. It feel, it feels like we're in a fucking minutes. like uh like William Inge play or something. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the middle of a fucking our town production. At yeah, the, it's like Den the, the Dennis Brighter Miller. Side Theater in Oklahoma. I think Dennis Miller. Yeah, like real. Yeah, exactly. I think because the for the kids stuff, especially that opening sequence, just felt a little bit darker and I don't say mysterious, but just just had an eeriness about it. That I think the movie's yeah. getting away from a little bit here. Ladies and gentlemen, well, this is when it kind of devolves into typical slasher yeah. but there's a good sense of humor but there's a better sense of humor about this than there are again uh later era fighter the 13th films that is true and at least it's i do dark I, it's a very dark sense of humor but a sense of humor nonetheless unless i do like the, the like just the same it does look good i mean it's the i i like the vibe i just want a little bit of a change in location 
Is this a nun? Well, just hear the check in a bit. Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody hasn't aged. Yeah, this is what, 10 years later? She, right? moist- yeah. she moisturizes, guys. Come on. You guys can get on that. Ice mask before bed, little Peter Thomas Roth. Keep that in the fridge. Put it on 15 minutes. They do have a pretty high body count right off the bat, which is is good. Yeah. Okay, we're about to meet uh, one of the all-time greats coming up here. And for the record, Brink Stevens was my favorite growing up. The brunette. Oh, of the Scream Queens? Yeah. I saw a picture of the three of them. Uh, it was Linnea Quigley, Michelle Bauer, and Brink Stevens. Must have just been hanging out this weekend, like wherever they all live. I'm assuming Los Angeles. But they all it's kind of cool because they all just look like like average moms now. And they're just out hanging out, having yep, a good time. And there is nice. Linnea Quigley. There she is. Man, there really are a lot of sex scenes in this film, even for a horror movie. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sleazeball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel I love, wood, yes, sir, I love this house. Anytime All I see paneling. Anytime I see a uh, it's very much an 80s thing. Anytime I see like a sex scene preceded by a guy who's kept his jeans on, it just is like funny and weird looking <laughs> to me. I, I don't know why it's so it's just such of an era. She's also a great talking head on the In Search of Darkness 2 on show. Oh, she, was she she's, in the first one? I don't remember. She's got a whole segment in the second one dedicated to her. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's great. And she's, uh, she's terrific. She's a very fun actor. Of well, course, Return in... of Living Dead is still the, the peak. Yeah. But, um... One of my favorites is Sorority Babes in a Slimeball Bolarama, which I would love if somebody donated to our Patreon so we could cover that one. Well, I'd be happy to talk about it because you know who's in it. Is a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four, the Dream Master's own Andrus Jones, who plays Calvin the Nerd. Oh, really? That's right. But he's, he's like the he's the brother in in Dream Warrior. Dream Warrior. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Dream Master. But he plays this nerdy character in Slimeball. Slimeball Ram is a lot of fun. So I found. I saw this. I I love this picture. This is. Uh, I don't know if you guys will see. This is when uh, my sister is born. And look at my dad. I don't know if you can tell what shirt my dad is wearing, but. Uh, it's a it's a Return of the Living Dead shirt from his local video store. Oh wait, are you are you showing this on Zoom? Oh, on Zoom, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's yeah, great. But, uh, looking right now. Yeah, but yeah, he got this is that. good radio right here. Yeah, so even yeah, no, I love them. I can post on. I'll post on socials. Um, yeah, but my I always so that's like how I found out what that movie was because my dad was wearing that shirt. My sister's born, but I don't think I saw it till years later. I cannot wait. Eventually, we will be talking about Return of the Living Dead. I'm yeah, sure. we haven't. I'm kind of. That's like. I know I'm we haven't done every franchise, uh, but we've touched on a lot of different individual movies, you know? We I think those first one. three movies are definitely worth uh, revisiting. Why was um, she wearing those shorts in the hey middle man, of December? It was the 80s. <laughs> to go in, to. In Colorado. Hey, why were they, why they have a surf items in Colorado? You know what I mean? Who knows? This guy, that guy's got like a William Zabka kind of quality. Yeah, he does. Just well, let's open the front door. No, is that her husband or is that I just like some that she dude put the pants with? on, but not the I think it's just her boyfriend or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, she does oh, have a very I hope famous... the cat doesn't get killed. I'm sure. Oh no. Very famous death scene, Dan, coming up here. You might have heard oh, about yeah. this death scene. Oh, you know what? They've showed, I feel like at the draft house they showed this before. Uh you know, like they they should garbage day too. They'll be like, Oh, don't go on your phones or this will happen. I feel like they've they've shown this. 
I like that shot. I think the problem I have with this movie ultimately is like Billy is just is despite everything he's done, it's just not scary to me. It's, it's, well, it's I think it's comical. It, it's like know? I was saying earlier because he just like even this. I thought we were going to get this whole sequence of him coming down the chimney and stalking them, but I think it's just because he comes out of places, you know. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like I think no that, that's something why I say they're showing him too much. There's no reason for him to be killing this. Chick. Like, well, there's okay because she was having sex or whatever. But how, how does he know? How does he know that? <laughs> oh, here we go. I he's guess he really saw her Santa- open the. I guess he saw her open the door and maybe got triggered by the nudity. He's not really Santa Claus, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What now? But I feel because oh. I feel like that poster. Oh, really, oh, that's sick. Oof. They they redo this in the uh, 2012 one, and it's it's obvious. It's not as good. Uh, this is nasty. That's a good shot. Uh, Man, they really kill a bunch out of the original version. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I want, because once again, that poster to me hints at this idea or promises this idea of a demented take on Santa Claus, but like the, but like the sneaking into the house and the, the, the kind of quieter aspects of Santa Claus. I think that's what, what my hang up is with uh, Billy. Well, so it's not, it's less, it's like the that great, the, um, the Tales of the great, segment. Exactly, Tales of Crypt. That's what I was going for. Oh, I yeah, never seen I, that. Is it good? Oh, god damn! That episode. There's that two different versions you can watch too. Yes, and they're both really good. They're both excellent. Which but one? I really which like one? the '70s one with Joan Collins. Yeah, in Tales from the Crypt, the movie Dan from the '70s. Oh, the anthology. The uh, what's that? That Amic Amar Amicus or Amicus? The, um, yeah, yes. maybe honestly, uh, maybe my favorite anthology movie. I think it's on Shutter, right? It's it was on Prime for a while. I what think, man? Maybe I'll watch it. That, the the, the Santa it. ones in that, or the original Santa ones in that. Yeah, yes. and it's and also then, that was also I think the was it the pilot episode? For it, the was of the, it was part of the the first three episodes were kind of cut together as a like a feature, I suppose. Also very pilot. good. Also very and, good. Uh, but um, but features the yeah, great Larry Drake. That's right as Santa Claus. But that first one, there's something. It's good. It's good. Uh, not dud in that mo- in that bunch, by the way. That's yeah, so watch that. I was watching. Hey, too. T- yeah. Tales from the Crypt, the '72 Amicus one, available on Tubi. Yeah. Tubi is no, not letting us down. Tubi, God bless you, Dan. Yeah, I think you really enjoy it, especially the first one. Yeah, maybe I'll, if it has the if it has the Santa one in it, maybe I'll I'll watch it yeah, this season. First one. I've been meaning to for a while. I feel like it should be. I feel like good anthology horror, like a good anthology feature horror, should be really easy to do. But they are so few and far between these days. I think well, you, so. you watch the Tales from the Crypt, and maybe it's because it, I know. But the thing is, it had been done a lot in the '60s. That's anthology. what I'm saying. I mean, so it wasn't like it was some fresh concept. They just nailed it. I thought. No, I mean, those comics have been of... around since the for, like the '40s, and it's it's just. I, I guess for me, even whether or not you have the same director, like if, if you get hell, if you get a bunch of different directors, it's like okay, everyone just needs to make one good like 20 minute movie, and it's like they. I feel like they can't. Not that not they can't. There's been some good I've ones, but there's been a lot shorts. of shitty ones. I've seen enough shorts in my life participating in that four eight hour film project and a, a sort of other things where, like, how is a seven minute movie feel this long? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I I I I, I partial because I made it, but we made a short once that was twenty minutes and it didn't feel long compared to some of these seven minute ones. Yeah. Oh. Gonna get ripped off Halloween a little bit there, just yeah. the, the mm. composition of the shot. Okay, now what are we gonna do? So is he? I think it's also look- he's the best looking slasher icon. Yeah, this guy's pretty attractive. He's a good dude. I'm trying to think of who's more attractive than this guy. I think it's weird too because he is the protagonist, you know. 
because which works with Christmas Evil because I just feel like that movie does a much better job. At, it's at, more of a character study. Exactly. Yeah. It's not so there's much sympathy, the kills. I think, and there's really not sympathy, even despite everything that we know he's been through. I feel like it's still like a lack of sympathy for. Yeah, and now, I, I think you know? it's just well, especially just... when you see him when he's an adolescent because you can tell he's trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. this, I mean, we're following. We're just kind of following him around now, watching him kill people. Which I mean, that that is fun in in its way, but um, yeah, just it's hard to latch on to something. Oh shit! He's gonna kill this kid. You know what? I'm kidding. I I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, this kid's fine. Or maybe he gives her the the box cutter. Mm. Isn't there a good song called Box Cutter? Maybe there's a bad song box called car. Box Cutter. There's a good episode of Breaking Bad called Box Cutter. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Of course, with our good friend Gus Fring. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that's what was gonna happen. Merry Christmas. <laughs> God, I'll tell really you what, I remember, like, like the how... finale of this movie is so boring. Well, let's get to the finale already. So we can discuss how boring it is. Wait, I thought <laughs> you liked plans. the finale. I thought you said no, the no, no. The very, the final five seconds is excellent. Interesting. I'm excited. I, I'm telling you that final five seconds, I've, I've like rewatched it a lot over the years because it's so unsettling to me. And we'll, we'll be quiet during it. I promise. We'll, we'll, we'll all be quiet. We'll turn up the volume. So you have to look forward to that, Dan. Count down to 20, 22 minutes from now. <laughs> wait, Denise. So, so wait, was that her babysitter or her mom? That's her mom, right? No, 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 no. Oh, that was Lena Quigley way too young. It's probably like her sister, or her, that's probably like her brother or something. Yeah, see, I think it's the thing because we don't we're, we're not really having like anyone we're following other than him. So it's kind of like, okay, he's gonna go to the next house now. And God, now I'm remembering I can't believe there's only 30 minutes left because there's like 86 more scenes to go. <laughs> But they're all pretty good. Peter Pan, of course, uh, made into a cartoon by Disney in the 1950s. <laughs> the great Peter. Also, uh, my favorite collar on a woman's dress, the Peter Pan collar. The Peter Pan. The white Oh, uh, is it like, like a triangle? Yeah. yeah. There's Santa's creeping in down there. You go. Yeah, a lot of great, yeah, uh, more of that. great interior design in, in this neighborhood. I like it. Hmm. that's how i found out there was no santa claus you saw your dad dress up yeah <laughs> my dad dressed up and the police busted in on him and i took him away <laughs> <laughs> and your pigtails were revealing as well <laughs> you know, i think i heard some kids talking about it at school and uh, it's kind of like uh I think you're you're ready for it though. It's a yeah, weird way like yeah. you kind of know, but it takes somebody else to say it. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> that was actually pretty creepy. Do you have any uh uh? holiday traditions that you have to do aside from like watching movies songs you gotta listen to or any kind of idiosyncrat like things oh. aside we, from like the tradition of watching i try to watch it's a wonderful life every year that's great man that movie God, it does it for me still does it tears me up people all came out uh, we didn't it wasn't like last year but a lot of people came out to the rock island public house driving uh because we played it all weekend long that's awesome and it's the kind of movie where nobody really came. I don't know if any, a couple of people came and watched the whole thing, 
but people would just kind of stand out and watch your favorite parts. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. There's so many. It's one of those, yeah. That's this a, might be my favorite segment of the movie. Okay. Because this is very alligator. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Alligator. Oh, oh yeah. Call, the, you know very about this, good call. This scene, yeah. It like the wedding scene in Alligator? The pool scene. The, the pool, yeah. There's a, There's a wedding scene, the it. pool scene in the, the in daylight where they just like see it there. It's like just kind yeah. of crouched. Yeah. That There's pool scene to it, and yeah, it's so great. good. Utilizing the sled to its fullest, like yeah, this is yeah. creative to come up with this. The tradition we have is that uh, Sis and I each get a different ornament every year. That's a big one. It depends on mm. who I'm with, too. Cause like my mom makes like these like cinnamon sticky bun Pillsbury sticky buns every Christmas morning. Mm. Um yeah, so yeah, we got we got some traditions. Sorry, look how old these bullies are. They're like thirty-three. <laughs> They're bullies from a fucking <laughs> Stephen King movie. Wait, that that kid, that guy on the right, looks like ten-year-old Billy. Yeah, they should have gotten him to play. <laughs> what was <he? laughs> it's real Superman three vibes going on here with the verses. <laughs> this kid's kind of funny. Ugly face, That's a good comeback. <laughs> Got this him. Wearing a Red Sox hat. Got today. him. One year away from having their hearts broken in the World Series, I think. Oh, really? But this, no, this two. Oh, would that be uh, the? Was it Bill Buckner? Is yeah, that the, uh, the, ball through, the ball through the legs thing? Yeah. He was wearing a Cubs glove, a Cubs batting glove. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He still he played for the Cubs for years. Yeah. I I only know about that because they they uh, reference it in Kirby enthusiasm and great sport about that. Yeah, yeah, very cool about it. Great sport about it. And you know when the when the Red Sox finally won, I remember the next year they brought him out to Fenway Park and they gave him a standing ovation. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Because what a nightmare. To Listen to it's like you're you're like this amazing ball player like anyone else. Oh yeah, he was great. Yeah. He was a yeah. very good player. He was a make very a mistake good and everyone's mad at you. All these fucking have two more slobs who fuck uh, up after that too. Those fucking like, slobs who would who wouldn't have well, been no, just, I always get I mean sniffed the ball. I don't know when sports fan maybe you feel differently, Justin, because you're you're you are like a big sports fan, but I don't know a lot of times when sports fans get so mad at athletes, I'm kinda like, man, you fucking do it. Like you, uh, you, no, you know damn, yeah. I think the older I've the, especially the oh here we go. The older I've become, the sympathy, even for mm-hmm. teams like I hate, like if somebody chokes at the end, I just yeah. feel sick for them. That sucks, especially in the age of social media oh. and everything. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's just, you know, and it's like you almost hope like the next year they can make it up or something. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, and once again, I'm like, they're, they're out there doing stuff that the rest of us couldn't even touch with their athletic yeah. ability. So like even the worst basketball player is still like one of the top 300 basketball <laughs> players in the entire world. You know what exactly. Oh, Oh, this is good. Wayne. Oh, that's good. How excited okay, he is that was his friend coming down. <laughs> oh, this like is he's never great. gone sledding before. The, the, oh, movie more the, the movie needed more of this. You know what I mean? This is what the movie needed. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah. That was that was an excellent sequence. <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> nice. is what we're talking about. This kid's reaction is really good too. Yeah, that's pretty good. Effect. Oh, God, dead. Oh, look, they even had the kid beard. There, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that. So yeah, the Santa in the darkness in the woods and everything. That's what. If also, Santa, I wish he, I wish he had his beard on too. I also <laughs> like, wish. I mean, think about how much scarier this movie would have been if it was just some random guy in a Santa outfit. Yeah, and you don't know the backstory. You know, it's just, that's kind of what they do with that's Tales from Crypt twenty twelve one too. Oh, okay. Like they they take the you know take the best scenes and. Kind of rejigger it around, and I 
is it just doesn't add up to much for the 1972 I'm like why are you why am i watching this i can just go back and watch the original the the 1972 yeah, the tales the from the crypt no better are they are those based on comic stories like the hbo yeah they all are they're all based oh, cool. on vault of horror or um tales from the crypt tales, or, uh, and there's the third one um uh, the one was vault of horror the old witch. T- tales from the crypt yeah just the vault keeper the crypt keeper the old witch yeah. tales of horror vault, vault of, of horror, horror tales from the crypt and uh the crypt of, no not the crypt of terror the uh Oh, I can't remember what the fuck it was. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you find out. Hold on. <laughs> and all through the house, I'm assuming. Vault of yeah. Horror, Tales from the Crypt, and ha- the Haunt of, of Fear. Fear. Haunt of Fear. Haunt of Fear. Yeah. I would love to find those old comics. I wish there was a... Maybe can, there was a website that you can just No, you can, yeah. You can, well, I mean, you can... Uh, when I, I think they're so old, too. When I was... We were talking about a tell. I feel like we tell us in the crib comes up like every couple months on the podcast. Um, someone asked what our favorite episode was, and I looked up That's that right. uh, lower birth one to see Ooh, how yeah. it compared to the the HBO series, and you know it looked different, obviously, but the, it was pretty beat for beat similar. So yeah, you can just look up like whatever the story is and read online, and the, some like Comicsology or somewhere usually has it. And we're back. She knows. We are back to the orphanage. Hasn't changed a bit. (laughs) Miss Piggy. It looks a lot more fun. Do you have a Miss Piggy? Do you have Miss Piggy? There was Miss Piggy up in the corner. Reminded me of the the lion in the ghost. uh, Not Ghostbusters. Blues Brothers. Anything else? Yes. Do you have a Miss Piggy? And he holds up the Grover. (laughs) And the Bluesmobile crashes through the, the ball. I have not watched Blues Brothers. Honestly, when I lived in Chicago, I never watched it. I feel like I should. I would always go to the Calumet, uh, because the Calumet Fish Market, the the, right at the bridge. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Would you say, you know, thanks to Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I heard about it. It was so good. They essentially had a shrine to him up in there. They still have it because it's still around. Place is delicious, man. Yeah, is this, it's been a while since I've oh, gone there. Speak, but... Speaking of the uh, East Side of Chicago, got to give a shout out to Halloweenies listener Chris Costenda because he brought me some fried shrimp from Heidi McCarthy's, which is a great uh, shrimp Ooh. and chicken place Oof. over uh, in South. We need Theory. these Halloweenies to start coming up north. And, uh, you know, I'll be happy <laughs> to, to New meet York. Them. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think it's so <laughs> funny that there's so many that are like down on the south side. It does correct. I would not have expected that. Well, I will say, you know, if if I you know, tended bar at the music box or something like that. I'm sure we'd, there'd be more people up there. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I just have to go. Get, oh, by the way, guess what this, guess what this cop is? Yeah. More Halloween's connections. If anyone wants to, um, in New York, you know, knock on my door while I'm working remotely on my computer. Give Dan <laughs> some shrimp. Yeah, if you bring yeah, some bring, shrimp. Yeah. You gotta bring hey, listen, more Halloween trivia for you. The, the trooper who's driving that car with the mustache. Oh, is he the, uh, is he the state trooper from uh, Halloween 2? No, he is the doctor at the beginning of Halloween five when Jamie's having that convulsion. Oh, the one, yeah, yeah. He he calms her down. Yeah, without the mustache and Halloween. Get a look, get a look at him again. Oh, this is this is one of the best parts. So is it? See, we're in like broad daylight again. I mean, I do like some daylight horror, but for Christmas, I need I need the evening horror. I mean, that's pretty creepy, but it's Silent Night. You know what I'm saying? Hey bro, I got you. Hey bro, <laughs> yeah, that's silent hey, bro. day. Hey <laughs> bro, brav. There he is, the doctor yeah. from Halloween Five. Uh oh. Hey, everyone looks okay. There's a killer Beautiful Santa. Mountains. Wait a minute. 
Yeah. What a beautiful background, by the way. I would love I to know. grow up at that orphanage. <laughs> Tough beat. The sites are okay, yeah. but the you get rules, to see the mountains, terrible. watch people having sex. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Grow up oh, this is good. This, my, this is the funniest shot of the movie. <laughs> no way this is just gonna be like a regular santa right that's the that's the end of the movie (laughs) (laughs) like the the filmmaking so bad they're like well how are we gonna kill this guy Eh, cop sees him oh ricky isn't ricky yeah ricky's the brother right Mm -hmm. yes the ages are really bizarre in this but we're gonna go with it (laughs) yeah that's pretty cool. That's a good shot. Yeah, the snowman on the right side. Now, do we go? Does it get dark again? This movie, is it, or is it? Or are we just nope. in daytime? No, no, no. This is, this is a wrap. Yeah, see, that's say, what I'm a little. These movies always introduce like the cop in the third act. Even the third yeah. one introduces uh, the great Robert Culp Robert from Culp? I Spy yeah. and the Greatest American Hero. He shows up as a cop. Um, is it's like what are you doing here? Like you're not even <laughs> doing. He's, he's just driving around like this guy is for thirty minutes. In the second one. Because the clips I remember, he's he's just like talking to the camera, right? Or is he talking to a reporter or something? He's talking to a psychologist for the first half hour, and then guess what happens? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you won't believe it. <laughs> See, in the uh, remake, uh, they kind of you're following the police officers. There's a little bit more character development in that one, mm. but again, just not as much fun. It makes it kind of boring to tell you the yeah. truth. It's not as exciting. And there you go. It's not as exciting as Silent Night, Deadly Night. 1984's Silent or the Night. F- the uh, the the Toy Maker. Oh, Toy Maker's best sequel. Is it was well, like the toys come to life to do... or something? Yeah, four or five okay. have nothing to do with the first three. That's the yeah. thing. No, it's just own, they're their own thing. I mean, uh, I'll drop here my potential ranking for the series. The best one is the original. I love it, Justin. You 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 don't sound like you hate it as much as I thought you. I I. I uh... I'm out. I'm out on this movie. Ultimately, right. and uh, so this is number one, number two would be Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, The Toy Maker. <laughs> uh, number with Mickey three, Rooney. Number three, I would put uh, Better Watch Out. I I liked it more the second time around. No, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not a fan of that movie, but I think that's probably my favorite of the three. Yeah, and because then... I think the director is trying to do something different. I mean, I, he definitely is trying to do something different. Once you see that movie, you know what I'm talking about. And there is kind of a mood to it, especially in the, the beginning. Yeah. But it just gets deathly cool. Concept the like the concept minutes. with the the brain and everything is yeah. is out. Bill Mosley's always good. I mean, Bill Bill Mosley's always good. We can do uh, the the chicks yeah, are he's... hot. There's there's two very attractive young ladies. In yeah, Laura Herring from Mulholland Drive and ah, that Eric, is her. Oh, Eric Saray yes. from Twin Peaks and Richard Bamer from Twin Peaks. They're all in that movie. A year before then... Twin Peaks. I don't know. And in four and two, like, I kind of hate two because of the crassness of the the flashback stuff. And I hate the ugly 80s aesthetic. Yeah. It, it also looks, looks like a VHS movie. Doesn't and look four, I, I need to rewatch four because I remember four being kind of a drag, but I watched a really rough looking copy of it. It was before it was readily available to stream. But it's directed by Brian Usna and features Clint Howard. So I might have to edge that over too. I mean, Brian Eason is great. So, yeah, right? he did four or five. Four. He, um, I don't think he directed five, but I believe he he has a hand in it. I think he 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 co-wrote it. It says there's Sorry. someone named and effects by Screaming Mad George. Conan oh. Conan oh, Usna says played Kim. Oh no, it's a canon. Where is that relation? So it says additionally, Neith Hunter, Clint Howard, and Conan Usa 
who played Kim, Ricky, and Lonnie in the previous film make cameo appearances. I'm guessing oh, those Yuznas are related, right? I mean, that's not a very common last name. I would say so. Deck the halls with powers mm-hmm. of You can see she's older because she's in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like, what movies were we saying? Oh, the, I guess Texas Chainsaw sequels. I do feel like the plot of this movie is a little unnecessarily complicated. Not that it's hard to follow. There's just like too many beats to it, you know, yes, rather there's than too just much like, move, uh, there's too much movement. Yeah. Like you're here. Now you're here. There was another movie I watched like that or something where I, I can't remember what it was, where like, but then the you're guy, in the toy the store streamlined. So, so it's just like, it's weird. It's like you're in one place for 20, 30 minutes and then it's da, 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 da. Um, yeah. Just kind of like a lack of, and it's not like a straight line. Yeah. Like through the uh, locations. Well, like, even this, well, I guess that's wait. I mean, this cop just killed a regular Santa. He's just gonna keep going now. <laughs> well, they saw that he was good at it. He knows how to hit the, the thing in the back. Yeah, this one's it's but it's like when we were you know talking about movies to show it, cigars and stripes. Like something I've learned programming mm-hmm. is that even if it's a better movie, it doesn't necessarily make for a better movie at a drive-in or in a bar. So something like Black Christmas is a movie I love, which that'll play well at a drive-in. But you're sitting at Cigars and Stripes on a Tuesday night. You want Silent Night, Deadly Night, where there's these big beats of action Mm -hmm. and then a lot of slow parts where you can sit, you can drink, you can talk to Get more drinks, take a piss, yeah. It kind of goes back to your It's a Wonderful Life. You know, you can just kind of come in and out if you're at a bar. And you know, like all the great moments, you can sit back and watch the so, great moments. So, are you saying this is the "It's a Wonderful Life" of this is the "It's a Wonderful Life" of the of the nineteen eighty four movie called Silent Night, Deadly Night? This is a good set, though. But down here, I like that a lot. Anything that's got a boiler room is always going to freak me out. You know what I mean? I used to hang out in the boiler room uh, in in what grade it, school. Remember? What about the boiler room in um, Harry <laughs> Knowles' right. short lived TV show? Ain't it cool? Where Danny Boyle shows up in an <laughs> orb? <laughs> you got it. We say, Dad, you got to say, are are y'all making 28 weeks or months later? Yes, Harry. Or no, he goes, yes. <laughs> they just like cut to the commercial. <laughs> awful. If uh, listeners, if you don't know what we're was talking it on, about. like uh, regular TV? No, it was like a, no, it was like a PBS like a thing. Series or something. And you can't really find the episodes anymore because of his uh, no. his transgressions in real life. So mm. we'll just leave it at it's, that. It's, an, it's embarrassing. Like people that we put on pedestals and read oh, in, dude, in the it's, 2000s. When it comes to like online film criticism, I mean, they were there it's first. It's embarrassing, I guess, right? Like, That's why, why they, did we like why they were there we, first? Just because they're they there were there first, yeah. yeah. Just because they were there, they were they were good at they were uh, good at hacking and coding, and they were there first. I mean, I think I used to check to. Ain't It Cool and Chud every day. Yeah, yeah, Ain't It Cool every day. No, but you know, what? I was never it. one. I was never good about when I talked to people. I talked to people who like recognize me as like a writer or a podcaster. I never really paid attention to who was writing the pieces. I was just reading the pieces because it referred to something i oh good one <laughs> that's pretty good the, yeah it, it was I, I, about something i wanted to read it wasn't because of the writer yeah i, I kind of missed the train on in it cool when i was younger i mean i knew it was a thing and every now and then i would go to but yeah, i never got familiar with the personalities and everything till i was older and then, and then i mean it was like in my 30s i got obsessed with like hate reading it a little bit um and then especially that, the harry knoll stuff oh god yeah. i mean well and then and then living in austin while uh, i mean vanderbilt you were at that fantastic fest right yes, where that was. yeah that it was in the air you could just it was getting talked well about i was oh god i was at the one where you know when all of it went down yeah 
And uh, actually, a quick aside, I was there when it was going on, and it was just kind of a miserable experience. And it was when I was sitting having tacos at Guero's on the last night when I got a message from my buddy Scott saying, hey, we're looking for a Saturday night bartender at Rock Island Public House. Oh, nice. And it kind of, so good kind of you, you know, ended up changing, you know, that ended up changing, changing my life a little bit. Oh, hey, and, yeah. and better that better that you're there and not at uh, Enoch. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oof. Anyway. Look at him. All of this is done much better in Tales from the Crypts and all through the house. I'm excited to watch that. I'm, I think oh, I might. Joan Collins. Dan, I'm telling you, I think it's going to gonna freak you out, Dan. I'm not kidding. Yeah, no, might... I'm, I'm stoked, man. I I haven't been, I've, I've just been watching Seinfeld kind of nonstop. I haven't been watching. <laughs> I love so, you. It's so either 20 then, minutes and they're all I, good. Like every I could point. watch. I, I could watch Seinfeld again, but I have no desire to simply because I watched it first run and I watched it in syndication. Like for years yeah like just because oh, it yeah. was on i don't know if i could sit down and like you know go, go through, through it, the yeah. episodes that, yeah. that's why i'm doing I, I, that. but i would still enjoy it I, i'll yeah, visit still... people and we'll just throw it on and then like next thing you know we've watched five episodes oh it's so funny they're like it's just so good this is climax is happy we're talking about <laughs> it's just... just yeah okay oh, this is like obi-wan kenobi and uh darth vader in the first Uh-oh. star wars when she closes yeah. her eye like that mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, now no wait, yeah. It. When's this last shot coming up? Okay, I'll, I'll tell everybody when we when we get yeah. to be quiet, and we'll turn the volume up on our. I, but I can't believe our, they didn't give her her comeuppance in this movie. That is kind of well, an interesting decision. Well, in this movie, Vanderbilt, indeed. Don't. No spoilers. No spoilers. So the first three, I literally just spoiled it. <laughs> the first three are like a singular time or single timeline. Oh yeah, <laughs> sort of. It's a mess. Oh. Now they still haven't said Ricky is his brother yet, have they? Yeah, they said Ricky earlier. I think they, oh, they did. Okay. It. okay, okay. Um, I'll tell you yeah. when to be quiet and, and when to turn it up. Oh, you're safe now, Santa. I can't kill you. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Bye-bye. I like that. May peace be with you, my brother. And also with you. And also with you. And also with you. Was the axe that killed the beast? Okay, let's all be quiet now. For, for, all right, be for, quiet. Okay, yeah. I'll turn up the volume. All right. That's up there with uh, the that's cool. I like that. Angela. I like that's that. kind of creeped me out. There's something creepy that, about that. That's, that's is that, that Ricky? Yeah. Is that yeah, Ricky, Ricky saying that? That's good. That was cool. That's like synth that. kicking in. It's a little creepy. I don't know. It always got to me. Yeah, I like that. That's a good. Yeah, that was. I like. I actually like that. Just the very, very last sequence was was all pretty good. Um, I honestly, I was waiting for like uh, remember that thing like the early two thousands where like a friend would email like, oh, watch this. And you watch it and you're like, it's just a room. And then, oh. and then it was like a flash. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> that got like me that. a couple times. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Easily. All right. Definitely. Halloweenies, Halloween star ratings out of four or no, what do we do? Five, uh, five. five, five, out of five. You want, what do you want to get five? Uh, what, what's the, what's the bit? Uh, five Santa hats, five <laughs> bottles of J and B five, uh, five, uh, five, uh, Jabba, Jabba the Hutt play sets. Five Jabba the Hutt play sets. Let's go with it. That's great. I would say I, out of five, I'm going to give this three and a half to four 
Uh, oh, wow. wow, it's a high praise from Vanderbilt. It, it is because I just it, even watching it now, like it's it, it's got those stretches where it drags, but this is required holiday viewing. Like, and it'll sound silly, but I put it up there with not only Black Christmas, but It's a Wonderful Life. Like, it, we had all those more the moralistic panic about it in the '80s, but now it's kind of become just as much a classic as any of those movies. I'm, I'm going to you know, no, go first, go. I, I will say just rewatching it in this, in this uh, setting with two other people. Um, I, I think it's twice as good as I remember it being. So I would give it a <laughs> two. Um, and I mean, that was all sincerity in the world. I mean, I, I just don't think it's even compared to other horror movies from the era. It's just not as good, you know? And I think let alone Christmas movies and, if we start comparing things like the black Christmas, I think that's extremely unfair because that's lightning in the bottle, in my opinion. Absolutely. But, um, you know, there's, there's still some stuff to recommend, you know, Linnea Quigley's in it. The, the beginning's pretty creepy. The grandfather stuff's fun. The sled. And then that and then final beat at the very Santa, end. When he shoots the, when he shoots the, when other he shoots the Santa, Santa, you know what I mean? The fuck out of me. But the, the problem is, I think it's what Dan alludes to is that God, it just slams on the brakes like 25 minutes in and it doesn't really get, back into the swing of the swing of things like the swing of the axe for like 40 <laughs> minutes you know it's just and then even that point that the 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 billy character is just dead on arrival for me the as the antagonist you know so it's a bit of a bummer um but there you go happy to have watched it again uh, my second favorite entry so far <laughs> against three uh, of the of the three I, I tell you what i like three a little bit more no you yeah. know what? i take it back this is now leapfrog three this is Leapfrog three. All right, Dan. One, three, All two. Right, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm with Justin. I'm going to give it. I'm, you know, I'll give it two and a half. But if we're talking Java playsets, it's like two Java playsets and a little salacious crumb on on his the half <laughs> on his shoulder. I think there are some really cool sequences. I was super into the first twenty five minutes, I, and I, I, it weirdly does the movie a disservice because it just comes out so strong and so dark and nasty. And then, like you're saying, the slowing down. I wish we had more ominous, mysterious Santa, like, like the idea of like, oh my God, he's in the house rather than just him kind of zooming out of everywhere. But hey, that sled sequence was great. Uh, I, I liked the last bit of the orphanage. Great final shot. So yeah, I think a strong two and a half for me. Uh, by no means hated it, but uh, yeah, I wanted something just a little bit more... Um, I don't, know, I don't want to say I don't want to say serious, but like just a little a little bit a little bit moodier, I think, um, as the film goes on. So wait, well, all together, what's that? What's that rating? Some Gerberlytics? Oh, I'm gonna say that adds it up to about maybe two and a half to three. Five. It's like a two point seven out of five. You round up altogether. to three <laughs> with a generous round up to three. Well, because it's the kind of movie like you don't really watch this in July. Absolutely not. This is the perfect no. time of year to watch it. I watched it in December. Um, and like I said, I'm looking forward to knocking out the f- four and five. I mean, these were movies that I, when we all, we always wax nostalgia about going to the video store and seeing these boxes. And like, I, I mean, I vividly remember all of the covers for the silent night movies, all five of them. I remember seeing the toy maker one. I remember the, the, um, the ornament for part four and the gun and the reflection. Like I, I could, I can see it now, you know? Yeah. I think the, w- I mean, I'm trying to think of a movie like a, a cheapy, you know, or video nasty or whatever you want to call it 
when I was younger that lived up to its video box. Cause that was always the thing. Like all oh, the video box, there's so much, so, like they put all their budget into that. I'm trying to think of obviously like, you have your Halloween's or whatever, like that's not kind of poster, but that's not exactly like a, the cheap, unknown, like a movie that we found out about at the video store that really lived up to it. So. Oh, you know, I've got one. Which one? Demons. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I would say that maybe, I don't know, but they were, they were pretty well known. I by think this we have point. to think, and what we're putting in, when you, th- when you mentioned it, Dan, it's about movies that we'd not see any advertisements for and probably exactly. didn't even hear people talk about. Like we only yeah. knew it from the video store. That, Cause I, w- I was going to say puppet master, but I'm like, well, no, that doesn't count. Cause I had heard about puppet master and it's a whole series, right? Like, like mm-hmm. that, it's different. I'm trying to think of something just like a totally, I mean, Christmas evil for me, microwave massacre was a, was a, uh, a massacre microwave massacre, which is not the <laughs> microwave. That it's, it's sometimes considered the worst horror movie ever made. I think they actually put that on some video boxes, but the original midnight video box art for that, like stuck out to me. And it's not as, creepy a movie as the box art would leave it's actually very silly but speaking of christmas does feature the voice of frosty the snowman in the lead oh nice not john because john goodman did it eventually but he wasn't not burl ives who did frosty in the rudolph movie uh the guy the guy's like the happy birthday the the yes uh what's his name yeah i you know what movie actually but i didn't see it till much later in life is that movie the burning? Jackie Vernon. Jackie, Jackie Vernon yeah, yeah. Is the actor's name. The burning's that, got a great cover too. And 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 the burning. Now I will say this: I don't think on on a whole that the burning is quite as good and cool as that VHS cover. But that sequence that they and show the the, with the the you know the hedge clippers open, God. I would say that sequence more than lives up to that. Like that that like fulfill that like scratch that itch I got from it. The one movie I always remember, and I've never seen it. I don't even know what's about. But there's this horror movie. It's VHS horror movie called Mongrel, and it had like a three-headed, two or three-headed painting with two or three-headed dog on the front of it. I'm sure it's not as cool hmm. as the box was, but I have no idea what. I don't even know what it's actually about. Um, From 1982, I'm assuming. That's yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I just looked at Mongrel horror movie. Oh, this one sounds kind of cool. Uh bills gonna throw up on Plex yeah. with a pack. I could track this one. It looks like it's streaming free on YouTube. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's any. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's streaming it, on YouTube. Is it even about a dog? I have no idea. I, I think I was... so, but um, I would. Uh, I also. I have. Uh, I haven't watched them yet, but on my Plex right now are Dogs from 1976, which is supposed <laughs> nice. to be pretty good. The Pack, mm. which I've always wanted to see, uh, which actually has a pretty good cast. I want to say Clue Gallagher maybe is in it. Ooh, and cool. then Zoltan the Hound of Dracula, aka Dracula's dog. Oh, nice. Uh, I always love. I think we've joked about that before. Let's call it Dracula's dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna. They're gonna come. Now wait. This, for that one. this is interesting. So I'm guessing this is the guy who I'm thinking. Of. The the person who wrote and directed uh, Mongrel is Robert A. Burns, set director or uh, um, art director. I'm guessing it's the same Robert Burns from uh, from Texas Chainsaw, right? Isn't that the art director of uh, Texas yes, Chainsaw? Yes, and Robert A. Burns was in a very disturbing '90s movie called Confessions of a Serial Killer. Oh, and he plays the, uh, the lead. With that stupid with that stupid Hannibal Lecter. Man. Yes, which is not in the movie at all. <laughs> and he's in Microwave Massacre. He's you know the art director for that movie. Is, uh, I'm, really? Really? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the art director for, Van, for Microwave Massacre. A, a, lot awesome. of, uh, a lot of people, I know I have a lot of um, older mutual friends of him in Austin because he was kind of like an Austin fixture. So like a lot of uh, um, uh, professors and theater directors and stuff I know of like right. they're, they're always like, oh, but, you know, Bob Burns, blah, blah, blah. I've not, I should ask them, but hey, well, have you seen Mongrel? <laughs> is it any good? 
but uh yeah so he's he's kind of celebrated around there um yeah who knows maybe i'll maybe i'll seek that out then but uh yeah well, Dan, i hope you watch say? that at least the first segment of tales from the crypt i will with the all through the all through the house that's a that's a good that's a that whole movie's worth watching that's a, i love that amicus vibe yeah I think yeah, Roy I did, Ward Baker behind that. I did a good. I mean, I, did Amicus do uh, the um, Monster Club? Yes, he, same director. Oh, I love. Yeah, I, li- I like Monster Club quite a bit. Monster um, Club is one of those great movies where it's the rare movie where the interstitials are actually better than the main story. <laughs> the stories, <laughs> a, the three, the three stories told. Donald Pleasance and uh, oh, Vincent Price, Almighty, right? everybody's in that. Um, but I love the music. The songs are so good in the Monster Club. They're by oh, like a sorry, there's like sirens go by like crazy out here. Um, yeah, there's a I think they're like an actual band, like already exists. Yeah, there's three band. different bands. I yeah. looked them up and like they they were all kind of flirted with fame, but yeah. never really did anything uh noteworthy outside have, of the monster club. I have an old uh, the, outside of the monster club. I have outside, an old, of course, um, of the monster club. Halls of horror comic that John Bolton uh drew and it's interesting because it was essentially like a um it kind of came out of hammer remember when hammer had like a magazine or and they would do like and they would do comic adaptations of their films and then halls of horror kind of came out of that and so i had this halls of horror issue that is the same setup and framing device although they make the writer the writer character look more like the writer who the stories were actually based on rather than uh than um it's vincent price right plays him on the yeah and so anyway or who plays the ways Don Pleasance plays? The, no, no, Vincent Price plays the writer. Anyway, do, it doesn't matter. Um, but so they so it's it's kind of a comic adaptation of Monster Club, but it's where they do the one about the guy who whistles and can kill people, but then they do an adaptation of of uh Curse of the Werewolf from Hammer. So it's interesting. Oh, so that, that's like one of the tales they tell. But the artwork's like really good and all the adaptations are bloodier than they are in the actual actual film. But no, I think I'm gonna watch uh because I'm like, oh, I want to watch a Christmas movie. I haven't seen. I know Tales in the Crypt isn't a Christmas movie through and through, but it sounds like it starts off as a Christmas movie. So yeah, almost certainly it, does. I'll yeah. give it a pass. Yeah. So I think I might. Yeah, it's I as much a Christmas movie, movie as fucking Die Hard is. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> More so. You even already. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tales. There you go. There's a tweet. Tales in the Crypt is. It's a Christmas more movie. More of a horror. Dude, uh, more of a uh, Christmas movie than Die Hard. I know this is such an asshole thing to get annoyed with because I'm, you know, I feel like the joke last year was, okay, we get it. Die Hard. To, I feel like for a few right. years, it's been like, all right, yeah, enough yeah. about the fucking Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yes. We, we all get it. Blah, blah. But then there's people just in the real world, like at, at, at a job or like people who aren't on horror Twitter, which is probably good. They're not on horror Twitter. Cause you know, <laughs> why do so we do this? Ourselves? But they'll, they'll say the same thing about Die Hard, but being it serious, seri- they'll be, be like, yeah, man, that's a Christmas movie. But like, hey. and I, I don't, I hate Here, it because it, it, it happened yeah, yesterday. Yeah, like it's in my head, I'm like judging. I'm like, yeah, this is like such a fucking basic. T-. I'm like, wait, why am I getting mad at this like very what? nice person who yeah, isn't on probably horror never Twitter. spoken out loud about? There it. was a young yeah, guy, like, and, I, and I'm now I'm being an asshole. Like, exactly. Yeah, there was a young guy and an old guy having a friendly argument over whether it was a Christmas movie or not, and they yeah. asked my opinion, and I said, "Who gives a fuck? If you want to watch it around Christmas, watch it around Christmas. In fact, we're showing it at the fucking drive-in. Come down and watch it." Hey, my like, latest take, Vanderbilt, you'll, <laughs> you'll appreciate this: is that uh, Transfers is a Christmas movie. Uh, you, no, you're, I'm right on board with that. <laughs> That's hundred percent a Christmas movie. And I wish you would advertise more of it. I, I come you. in peace. Um, I love sci-fi. You, I love no, you know what like... we do? We need to do uh, sci-fi Christmas movies. I yeah. come in peace. Transfers. I'm sure we can find a couple. Um, of Jesus others. of Nazareth. <laughs> 
my favorite the, fictional I, character. I love the idea of you saying this to them and then that their feelings just getting really hurt. They're like, well, Sorry, Mike. We're just having a friendly conversation. <laughs> you, <laughs> sound, about, you sound like Steve Martin in My Blue Heaven. <laughs> Have a nice day. Fuck you. <laughs> Would you like a banana nut smoothie? What do you think? This has got Vanderbilt vibe. Vanderbilt hashtag Vanderbilt vibes. You're fed up. All right. Well, like you said, it's such a silly argument. Like you want to watch our Christmas? Fine. Watch it. Fine. Fine. You want to watch the extras? Just watch it. Yeah, it was released on Christmas. Technically a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie, yeah. There we go. Well, this guys, has been a lot of fun, I have to say. It has been a blast, absolutely. And Truly, we'll be back tomorrow good... night to, to do part two, right? <laughs> All week. Can we just can we just cut and paste our uh, commentary over well, to... Well, I think that it's pretty obvious that next year we'll just have to do another... Do we just... You know what we should do? Let's get really technical with it. We will splice our commentary for certain scenes from part one... <laughs> Onto just the flashback s- scenes in part two. So but it's not like, re-listen to it. Just see how it works. So it's like <laughs> the how it goes. And then, version. So we'll, 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 we'll fade away when that stuff happens. And we'll splice in 2021's commentary into those <laughs> scenes. And they'll come back to us saying, well, we're back to the present again. It's, I kind of um, love the nightmare. experiment. I think it would be very funny. It's yeah. using it's using the Silent Night, Deadly Night filter or as, a, as like an organizing principle for Halloween. <laughs> and as a, a, a sign of laziness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably, no, because it'd be more work to do that be, editing. Well, not for us. We're, we're the poor editor. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's work for let's us. Do it. God bless them. All right. Well, anything else? Oh, uh, so what else do we have got coming up in December? Um, uh, we've, we've got obviously our, our on the main feed, the faculty is going to be up. And for our rental, we are doing a little film called Black Christmas. And that's all Can't we'll wait, say about finally that. doing it. We're finally doing Black yep, Christmas. We're finally doing Black Christmas. And we've also got a Tricks and Treats episode out there. I'm see this funny. I'm not sure when this is dropping, so maybe it's already happened. But on our Patreon, we've got the Tricks and Treats episode. I think it's specifically related to Christmas horror. Who knows? We haven't done it Who's yet. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? Who can tell? Who's to say? Who's to know? As a great critic once said. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Any other plugs? I've got another, Dan and I are no. over on the Losers Club. Uh, yeah, follow me on Windy. I'm over on Windy City Double Feature. We're all going to be I'm, uh, at the end of the month. We're hosting a screening of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians at the Music Box Theater. One of my favorite Mystery Science Theater 3000 entries. Absolutely, absolutely. I released by at one point released by Avco Embassy here in the states. And if you want to know more about Avco Embassy, you should check out our episode on. Prom night. <laughs> for everything you ever want to know about Afco Embassy. Anything else? I think okay. they should follow us on Halloweenies Pod, Halloweenies Podcast, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, uh and, and enjoy the and thank you. You know what? Thank you to all yeah, the Patreon yeah. listeners for subscribing. Yeah, we've we are all time high at this point. So only a you year guys, and you guys are so the many best. great subscribers. We appreciate all the support. Spread the word. Uh, more great things to come. We're really looking forward to next year. Uh, we, we won't make the announcements yet, but we're really looking forward to next year's it's content. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to be doing silent. Yeah, uh, just going to make the same joke. <laughs> you, you might even silent. say it, it, it might be groovy. I don't know. It may or may not be groovy. You are correct, we're, sir. We're going to do uh, all the Silent Night, Deadly Night space like two months apart. <laughs> just <for laughs> just take a break. Yeah. We need it. All right. Uh, so what's you know, I, you I, I was hot take the Silent Night, Deadly Night series would be easier to do than the fucking Hellraiser series. You are uh, yeah, 100% I think are right on that, unfortunately. Not, yeah. for the Hell, for the well, 
let's just get the old uh, sign off of we'll be right, right back. back bye everybody This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>